Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the co-optional podcast. You know, doing that, it, doing that doesn't it doesn't make your camera any better. Like it, 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 it's bad. Sure. Okay. You're on the houseboat again. I am on the houseboat again. Yes. Um, Cry was saying that he has a, a soft spot for ugly puppies, and I was mm -hmm. trying to become an ugly puppy. And then right, how, that was the conversation. How was how was All that right. going for you? How's your progress? I mean, let's ask Cry. Cry, did you feel more affectionate toward me while I was like this? I definitely felt like I needed to get you some water, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, it seemed right. Maybe maybe take her out to go pee. You know, <laughs> let her pee on a little walk. Yeah, <laughs> see if she's got her shots. You know, you see what you this. Want, you just want to take care of me. You don't necessarily like feel affectionate toward me you just want to make sure i don't die yeah make sure you don't you know <laughs> this isn't your sure last day i'm not going to be harmful to myself <laughs> now you see what exactly. this actually is is a simulation of what will happen if net neutrality is repealed that oh, camera yes. quality this, is, this has all been a big goof to make you think about the world Indeed. absolutely this or more specifically setup. net neutrality which the fcc is currently trying to kill again for some reason, some reason that I, I can't imagine what that reason would be. Like, it's not a sack of gold bars by any chance, is it? No, it couldn't, couldn't possibly be. Uh, they're a totally independent organization. Whatever the case, you should probably be paying attention if you're not already, because net neutrality is kind of important. Head to battleforthenet.com. That's battleforthenet.com to find out why, if you somehow already don't know, we've talked about it a million times, and how you can help. Simple as that, really. Because otherwise, if that all gets repealed, you think Twitch viewing's bad and laggy now. Oh my, oh my. Um, TB. Yes. Since you have a lot of knowledge on this subject, Bits every time pieces. we talk about it, uh, people say, if I don't live in the US, there's not really anything I can do or any point in me paying attention. Do you agree? I, I do not agree. Certainly not. I mean, for one thing, you should be keeping an eye on net neutrality in your own country because there are some countries that don't a, have yeah, net neutrality. And, and it's pretty bad, as it turns out, because the nightmare scenario that we expected where internet service providers chop up the internet into pieces and try and sell it to you on the basis of, oh, you want to use Facebook here? Well, that's $5 there. You want to use this? Oh, you're not going to pay for that? Right, well, we're just going to throttle it to the point of being completely useless because that already exists in some countries. So you might want to... Maybe keep an eye out for that. And, of course, passing it around, raising awareness never hurts. And if, of course, you're in the U.S., contra contact your congressman and senator. Simple a question, as that. Like a legit real question. You can try. That I, I've, it's been on my mind all day. All right. As we know, because I don't think we're under any illusions here, uh, politics, politicians, <laughs> are, are, I guess our political system is run by lobbyists poopers influencers mm -hmm. a bunch of normies people who spend yeah. a ton of money mm -hmm. right and i keep yeah. thinking we are literally classified as influencers so where's right. the youtube lobby where's the lobby of like twitch and streamers that goes and has someone approach the government and be like we would like you not to do this here's money it, I bet i'm just saying it would be a good thing to get to, to get that kind of thing together, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, hey, maybe even get a super pack together, that sort of thing. But 
Yeah, I'm like I know, I know in yeah. a perfect world it's Absolutely. like, well, if we just we shout our voices loud enough, we'll change things. But this shit's gonna keep happening every few cycles because once it dies down again, they're like, all right, well, no one cares now, and we can keep doing this. If there was someone there, if there was a lobby that represented like us, and we all just like put dues into it to get them to stop this shit, things would change. Welcome was- to government. It's all about money. Yeah, I was going to say, like, to put something like that together, does it just need it need for there to be more millionaire streamers and YouTubers? I mean, it it, it needs it needs Google. It needs Amazon. It needs big tech giants behind it and lobbying as a group. That's really the only way you can do it. I mean, you can't you can get a group of people that can make a lot of noise. That's the nice thing about influencers is that you can make a hell of a lot of noise. And yes, it does work. The The main problem is at the moment, really, that the FCC is dealing with this one. Really, it should be Congress and the Senate. Congress and the Senate, well, they're people you can actually call and contact and write letters to, and you can actually influence in some way. Hmm. The FCC, well, we tried that, if well, you recall correctly. Indeed, they will not. They, and... They had a public comment time, of which, of course, resulted in millions and millions of people saying, I quit this shit. They did and, it anyway. And then they were like, but what if we didn't, though? Yeah, but they like, made we excuses. Asked you guys your opinion, but like, what about our opinion, though? Yeah, we had uh, a bunch of bots. You know, there was the issue a few months ago of during the public comment time, a huge number of bots essentially flooded the service saying, no, we want rid of net neutrality. Like they were using dead people's names. They were, it was ridiculous. Is I got some of those today. I posted a thing that was like about net neutrality, and some of the comments literally were like, hashtag no net neutrality. And then when you looked at the people, it was literally like freshly created accounts, literally just to spam. Yeah, stuff Russian like, bots. Ooh, we don't like it. Like what? Who doesn't like it? There should literally be no one. No one, no who one is that isn't a telecom so company. Bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. There isn't. Like it's not a partisan issue. It ne- it never has been uh, the fact that they're trying to invoke it as some sort of partisan issue by Saying, mentioning like Obama, Obama did something like, like Obama did Obama's heavy handed regulations. Like, oh, yeah, that's a few buzzwords. People are like, like, no, there's there's no benefit to consumers at all if net neutrality goes away. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's bad for literally everybody who doesn't own an ISP. Last yeah, time I checked, remember, you don't own an ISP. Even when Obama was president, they tried to do this stuff. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's it's not a partisan issue. It's the FCC keeps trying to do this stuff because big corporations want them to do it. Yes. Your your internet service provider wants this to happen because they can make a ton of money. Yep. And I keep another, wondering. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. But another thing they like to do, though, is they like to prey on the confusion of the whole thing where a lot of people don't actually understand that net neutrality is what we want. A lot yes. of people sometimes think it's like net neutrality. We don't want that, right? That's the thing. Yeah, That's there was. Thing. Yeah, there was a deliberate attempt. Not in America. Quite, quite a while ago, there was a deliberate attempt to do that. And even actually, I've read some of the stock replies that have come from, say, senators and congressmen that have been written to, where they're either deliberately trying to also obfuscate the issue by flipping it around and saying net neutrality is actually the bad thing. Right. I mean, if I recall correctly, Comcast was deliberately trying to sour the water there and muddy the water and confuse people. Yeah, you know, it's a campaign of misinformation. It's FUD is what it is. You know, trying to disseminate false information. The reality of it is that, yes, you need regulations to prevent these companies from carving up the internet and suppressing anything they don't like. I mean, think think about it logically. 
you have a bunch of video streaming sites and say Time Warner, now Spectrum, or indeed AT&T, it's like, hey, we have our own video streaming site. We're going to give priority bandwidth to that, and we're going to throttle the shit out of anything that competes with it. Mm. Oh, you want to use that site? Oh, you got to pay for that. That's like, well, no. You, the point is, you're supposed to be able to use the, anything on the internet. Like, that's, that's what it is. It's like, the equivalent is to say that I can turn on my tap and only then use water for specific things. No, I can use the water for whatever I like. The water company's job is to get the water to me. It doesn't get a say in how <laughs> I use the water. about how we use the water. Yeah. It's no, water's only for this water. So <laughs> it's shower with it. Which is why they've tried to classify it as a utility to make sure that they have to be yep. neutral about it. You don't get to dictate what you use your water for, your electricity for, your gas for. But apparently with the internet, they want to try and do that, which is why net neutrality is so important and it, it sucks that we have to keep bringing this up god's sake you know i've i made a video yeah. years ago about this i made a video about a uh, six months ago about this and it's like god this shit's still here it's constant mm. and constant and constant but unfortunately you've got to do something about it you can't just sit around it's you know they they're going to keep trying this it has great, to be resisted. A great way to imagine this, and I know Dodger can relate to this. I'm sure you can too, T, because you've been to LA. Oh yeah. Um, think of think of the freeways and highways in LA, where over the course of many many years they've slowly whittled them down to now there's like a lane where you have to there's the HOV lane and there's a lane of this and there's a lane of this and there's it's a lane the fast of, track lane that you have to yeah, take the fast, more and... and it was supposed it's like oh well, it's going to make everything better and it's going to like smooth out speed for everyone no if anything it has made traffic way worse mm -hmm. it is infinitely harder to get around and and it's the the scam of like we're trying to help you guys please we know what we're doing and all it, it's just about making money and nothing gets it's not they're not doing anything except putting po like money in the pockets of like Veri verizon for example um spoiler if you think that you're gonna be uh okay with verizon in this deal uh you're gonna be less on youtube and more on go 90 in the future yeah. Yeah. Verizon service right yeah, like because they, they all that. have their interests yep, the, um, these guys own that sort of stuff so why would they not deliberately manipulate their service if they were allowed to do it the only reason they're not doing it right now is because they're not allowed to it's because there's a punishment if that goes away yes absolutely the internet will be a complete bloody mess so uh I, I keep wondering because the community of my hometown, they own their own ISP. They yeah. like decided a long time ago, like we want a community owned internet service. Yeah, so they have incredibly fat, like Jesse, you know how fast our internet is at the office. Yeah. Their internet is faster here in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Because like they, the community owns it and they decide like what's best for mm -hmm. the people who are actually there and using it, right? Yeah. And and bear I in mind, there's wondering... telecom companies are lobbying against the ability to do that. And there's actually right. a, at least uh, there was at least one state or town, I believe, where that worked. And it's like, no, we're going to put into a law that you can't start an ISP. Like, right. So you're telling me we can't even start a thing to compete with the other things. So the free market is non-existent. This is a monopoly situation. Hmm. Yeah, so I keep wondering if with uh, with net neutrality continuing to be such like a hot button issue, if more and more like smaller communities will start to say like, what if we just did this on our own? 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's not impossible by any stretch. Yeah. It might have to happen. And this wouldn't be as big an issue if America in particular had more competition amongst ISPs. But For in sure. reality, in many places that can't happen. You have one one effective choice because but, yeah. these you know these places basically own everything. They own all the lines and anyone that attempts to come in, they will stop by any means necessary. Not not great. Not this ideal. Is monopolies are bad. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. Sorry to start the show like that, but reality is it affects everything, including your ability to watch the show, your ability to watch things on YouTube, your ability to play games. You, know, you want your games being laggier? Well, it could very well happen. There's no reason whatsoever for them not to mess with that and say, oh, you want a premium gaming service, do you? That'll be an extra $20 a month. Right. Yeah, well, there's Nebraska. Time Warner already throttle cities. services. And and they're like, oh yeah, no, no. You oh yeah, they go caught doing that. Yeah. speed. They they throttle it at night, from about five to about eight p.m. You can go look yourself. They they like lower it the the speeds. It's they do it. Mm. Yeah, already. Dude, so. There's there's no you know, and there's oh well, we won't do it. What are you kidding me? There's no reason to trust any of you. Like, yeah. You constantly pull this shit. No, absolutely not. Yeah, unfortunately, it is important. It affects all of us and. The best site that I've found, at least, that has the most information and the best ways to help is battleforthenet.com. So All the information's there. Yep, There's pretty so much, much on there to help. Yeah. yeah. So feel free. Head on over there. And if you don't know anything about it, you will have to have been there and you can find out who to contact. And yeah, contacting people, it does work. You know, this, this stuff needs to be in the hands of the Senate, you know, people that can actually be influenced by a bunch of their constituents calling them and saying oi this ain't no do this and we vote you out of office that's the only thing that works even if like you're like a socially awkward person like you can easily just like have a text uh the number or text uh what was it 50401 or something like that mm. uh, it's on the website itself you text uh resist to that and it took me literally less than five minutes yeah, just to send them like a fax to my Senate. And it was oh, yeah. there, I mean, there are also um, people that work as like secretaries and and like help attendants for uh, senators and congressmen who have been putting together scripts for people that are basically yeah. like, if you call us, these are this is the information we're looking for. Like, tell us your name, tell us what issue you want to tell us about you know, give us like two sentences on whether or not you agree or disagree. And then it's over. Like that's literally like, yeah. it's so. Well, bear in mind, calling most of them, you're going to be hitting an answering machine anyway. So you don't have to even yeah, call a real exactly. person. So. Also yeah, just more importantly, uh, when you go to these sites, look up who your specific Senator and your specific Congressman is or Congresswoman for your area. Yep. Focus on them. Don't try to yep. hit everyone. Don't try to spam everyone. Because if you're not, in their congressional district, if you are not one of their constituents, they will flat out ignore you because well, yeah, of course, they, you don't matter to them. Now, focus on your person, and that's how you can greatly affect change. So, don't try to hit everyone. Literally, target the one or two people that relate specifically to you, and that's yep. how you can really help. Yeah, pretty much. If you, if you don't know who yours is, actually, if you text that uh, that number, it'll literally ask you for your address. It'll tell you who your guys are right then from your phone. So yeah. there's hard. a ton of resources out there to to find out so feel free well that's that like i say they will be voting on that next week there's 
always, the, you know, if it does go badly, there is always the hope that Congress or the Senate will intervene if enough pressure is then applied. So just be ready. There's more, more to come on this nonsense as much as we would hope that there wouldn't be and we could finally relax on the stuff. We can't. <laughs> One has yeah. to be vigilant about such things. Welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our special guest today, back, I believe, the last time we saw you was in April, Mr. Chaotic Monkey, if that is your real name. God, I hope not. Got him! <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute. What up, people? Yep. It's been a wee while. It's been a wee while. I've seen you streaming quite a lot, though. I've seen you streaming a game that I'd actually like to hear a lot about. So why don't we start the show about... Battle Right, which has oh, yep, oh, it's made its way out of early access. It's been early access probably for the la almost the last year. I played a good amount of it in early access, and you've been streaming the hell out of it, Cry. So tell oh, yeah. me about Battle Right. What is Battle Right? Why is Battle Right? Why are you spending so much time playing Battle Right? All right. Well, first off, this is a non-sponsored opinion because my sponsorship's already over. I'm not getting paid shit to say this. But uh, Battle Right, it's a it's a game where you you ever heard of a, a MOBA? What is this MOBA you speak of? It sounds a crazy. MOBA? A multiplayer online battle arena. Whoa, slow down there, point. Yeah, I know, I know. What are you okay, saying? Multiplayer, which is what one of the I? things you can do with net neutrality, by the way. Oh, you online can play with Online. Okay. Battle arena. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of violence. Okay, well, this is not for you. Close your ears. Yes. It's going to be okay. fine. He is closed. Okay, good deal. So pretty much Battlerite seems like to be the only actual MOBA out there because all the other MOBAs, you know, they have like creep lanes and all that other stuff, like you know, items and stuff like that. This one is actually a multiplayer. It's online. You're battling in an actual and it's arena. it's in an arena. Yes. Yes, it's an actual MOBA. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one that really fits the actual made-up definition Hmm. It's and immediately like if if you need another analog for it, a good way to describe it is you remember WoW PvP, WoW Arena. Yeah. Well, how about that from a kind of top-down perspective, with a sort of limited skill set, and then you fight in I think it's two v two and three v three. Is there a five v five? There is only two v two, three v three. Yeah. There is also actually a new mode they put out. Which, uh, if you ever played Gigantic, it's actually very similar to that, where Did you have like, two big guys to fight each other. Right. Every once in a while, you get a chance to go in there and fight them. And you yeah. level up, actually, in that mode, too, which is really interesting, because they have an actual leveling you know, tiering system and stuff like that. Yeah, but the, the, the really way neat. the progression works in that game is kind of interesting, because it's just in the match. like you know, yes. Similar to something like Dota or League, you play these rounds in this gladiatorial arena fight, and it's best of five. Recall yes, correctly, and every time a round happens, you get to pick a loadout card. Wait, wait they changed that. They changed it. They Ooh, did. It's been a while. You start Tell with me. all of them now. You start with all of them. You start with every single one because some characters were a bit stronger in that regard than others. Okay. So some have better, like power creeps more so. Right. So now you start with every single one right off the bat, and you have different loadouts. So you can load them if you want. Okay, so you could you still get the you still get the choice. It's yes, just you, you have access choice. to all it's of them at any time. At the very beginning of the game. Right? Yeah, I did notice that. Like there were definitely heroes that, if they lasted to round five, ended up being way stronger than they were previous. Because it just happened that their like round five ability choice was really good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And some characters kind of weren't. 
the interesting thing about this game is that everything is manually aimed. Everything is a so-called skill shot. There's no auto-locking, and there's also no RNG either. Everything does a set amount of predictable damage. Right. Oh, and there is actually, also, if this sounds enticing to you, there is another new character coming out this week, I believe. Really? Already, they're like immediately already putting out new content as it just comes out in free-to-play. Yep. So they're not like shoving it out and then waiting months to put out new stuff. They actually are making sure they have stuff for the foreseeable future, which is really interesting. So the free-to-play model in it, so I assume it's like a champion rotation, and then yes. you can un permanently unlock characters. There is also a... If you pay 30 bucks, which is basically just buying the game, you get all the characters forever, which yes. is a good model. Like, that's what Smite did. That was a really good way to do things. That's what I fucking wish League of Legends would do, because unlocking all of the characters in that is nightmarish and takes forever. But yeah, you could just buy the game as a $30 game and get access to all of the champions. To be fair, you'd probably only be playing a couple, because... While they do have, you know, just a limited set of skills, there's a lot to master there. There's a lot of complexity to each character. You get all of them, and you also get all the new ones, too. It's yes. not just the current ones. Yeah, you get them forever. Yes, every single thing. And then there's, like, um, it, it's a, in case you're curious, you know, a lot of MOBAs, you know, they, they're, you know, click to move. This is a WAS moving game, by yeah. the way, so you move with arrow keys. And since it's all skill shot, there's also an element of like 3D to it, so you can jump over abilities and things yes, like that. Yes, you can, which is, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, the character, I can't even remember the name of her because it's been a year since I played it. So I played it in mm -hmm. early access, but I also played the game's predecessor, Bloodline Champions. Good game. It was, yes. It didn't Jackie, do. Good. Yeah, it didn't do quite as well. Uh, this was, I mean, this is really a second go around attempt to make that game right, you know, to try and make it as good as possible, which. So far, seems to have been pretty successful looking at the player numbers. So it, there's quite yes. a lot of people playing this game, and it seems to have longevity. It's and, actually also by the same people who did Dead, uh, Dead Island Epidemic, if you ever played that too. Oh, yeah. Didn't that shut down? It did, yes. Yeah. But they, they, they like, it looks like they've had two different games to get this formula down perfect. Well, yeah. And the formula, it, the formula is great because it is just like, it's a best of five, it's quite short. It's all skill based. There's no gear. It's all cosmetic. Like there's, you can you know, get cool looking skins for your weapons and helmets and stuff like that. They're all cosmetic. Everything is down to your skill and working with your teammates. That's it. There's uh, the progression isn't in any way related to your power. It's all just down to how good you are. And it's a really fun game because you can pull off some clutch stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's. Uh, when you get to a point where, because you know, on two v two, three v three, if it's just you versus the rest of the team, like your all your buddies are dead, and it's just you versus like two people, you can still win. Oh yeah, you like, totally got game over. You can still so it's win. Not Warcraft. So no, no, it's not. No, Absolutely. definitely not. It's not a case you don't of just stand there and die. You you could do some crazy. You you know you know the Pog Champ emote. You'll be doing that if you yeah. play that. Damn. If I recall correctly, it has been a year since I played it, so correct me on this one. Uh, mm -hmm. When you die, when your teammate dies, it's possible to, like, grab these energy orbs from his corpse. Yes. If you do that, that charges up your, like, super meter. And yes. your super meter gives you access to your ultimate, but it also lets you EX a couple of moves. So mm -hmm. you can do a more, yeah, a more powerful version of that move, which often has different properties. So if you're quick, you can grab that energy. And you can come back with, you know, a really amazing ultimate or anything like that. There's 
a lot of comeback potential. And uh, what's really cool about the game is it makes uh, it's got a clip maker of the coolest moments, like a highlight reel built into the game, which is really easy to export. So you can be you can be an absolute badass in that game. It's very very enjoyable from what I played of it almost a year ago. I really want to get back into it in a big way. Now, see, I, lo TV, I love Bloodline. One thing a lot of people have a lot of issues with this game is they're like, oh, well, it just looks like, you know, a basic version of like Dota or League of Legends. What do you say to those people? I don't even think it's the same genre. I agree. No one I, agrees with me. Yeah, I, I really don't think it's the same genre at all because the, those are games that are a big mix of PvE and PvP, right? You know, farming is super important denying is super important last hitting is super important the economy of the game you know earning enough money to get this item and that item and all that kind of thing that's there's none of that it's a pure a gladiatorial arena fight do you think that's because of the art style do you mm. think that people look at it and it reminds them of league of legends and it so could um i i mean i i personally prefer this art style to leagues i think it's clearer it's mm -hmm. less crazy on the colors i mean it is colorful don't get me wrong i don't think it's league levels of color vomit but i mean when you've got a, a game where you've got a set of abilities and an ultimate people are obviously going to compare it to dota and league right yeah but in reality that's just a set of classes and honestly i i think the wow arena comparison is much better you know, it's, it really is much better. It's, but every class just has a, instead of having 50 spells, I know they did a lot later in WoW to really sort of reduce the spell kits down and abilities to a more manageable level. But, you know, you've got like four or five different abilities. You can EX a couple of them. Some have different effects under different circumstances. You fight, round's done, you get an upgrade, fight again, and then see if you can win the best of five. And that's what it is. It's a nice compact experience. Now, League and Dota, for me, these days drag on way too long. They're 40 to 60 minute games. Even Heroes of the Storm, that's like 20 minutes. You can do one of these in 5 to 10, and it's satisfying, you know? Mm -hmm. I really feel like as you start to master a character and really get the hang of it, because everything is skill-based, there's no RNG of any kind, it's extremely satisfying. But to me, this is almost like a fighting game. Yeah. I, I I can totally see the comparison. Yeah, kind of like, like a team-based fighting game. Yeah, it's it's more it's you, you don't gotta like worry about like someone just getting lucky on you. It's kind of like uh, there is no luck. versus chess, I guess you mm. could say. Because like yeah. the, obviously the better player will win; they will not you know lose just to like oh look at me I just uh, got a Nixie. Oh boy, you go. There's none of that. <laughs> oh my oh, blue me. eyes! Finally. Oh boy, I got a Nixie. <laughs> You bring your cloak? I don't think so. You're gonna get it. That's for my old school WoW fans. Oh shit! If if you want, like, uh, if the best part of like Dota and League for you is the big fights, the big team fights, this game is nothing but team fights. Mm -hmm. But everybody's on an even playing field all the time. It's all down to your skill. There's, you know, there's no ganks. There's no oh, this guy has five levels on me and five thousand more golds worth of items. I am fucked. No. Mm. You're not. You're totally not. If you nope. want that, though, the Battlegrounds mode does have that because you can outlevel your opponents like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, pr I probably wouldn't play that mode. But yeah, the two v two and three v three, it's great personally. And you get 
a real sense of a pride and accomplishment. That's the quote mm. we've been hearing the last couple of weeks. Pride and accomplishment, ladies and gentlemen. But that, but it's yeah. because you're just getting better at your character, and that feels really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to play. I like. I, I want a teammate. I want to do two v twos. I want to play oh regularly God. and get my ranks up. Yeah, let's go. You've been playing a ton of it on stream. I'm going to come join you and ruin your ranking. Well, actually, <laughs> another fun fact about that is you have your own separate ranking when you team up with anybody. So as soon as you team up with one person, you make you go into placement matches and you get your own ranking with that individual. You make oh, that's cool. So each team has its own rank. Yes. That's like, sweet. I, I have a, a gold-rated team. My solo is a platinum. It's like it's all just a bunch of different like rankings. Really that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. That's a smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incidentally, so the game... Uh, if you're worried about the health of the game, considering the last game they did, Bloodline Champions, its player base dropped off pretty fast. Uh, currently, there are 37,000 people playing Battle Right. Yes. Right now. Uh, that's a very, very, very good number. That puts it just inside the top 15. Uh, there's plenty of players. And I, I like the business model. I like the fact that you can just buy every champion now and forever. Mm. And... If you don't feel like doing that, you don't feel like investing too much, then play free to play for a little while. You know, the characters are equally viable. And the fact that you don't have like, it's not like uh, Overwatch is a bit of a weird comparison, but like Overwatch is really like team comp focused right now to the point where you get seriously yelled at if you're not playing the right thing within the meta. Like yeah. these are 2v2, 3v3s. It's like, oh, we don't have a healer. Like you don't necessarily need one. You know, a, a two now two damage or two tank team, it can work. You know, mm -hmm. threes, maybe you want a healer there, but you've got a lot of flexibility as to what you play. More so than you would in these other larger team-based games, especially like League and Dota. You know, you've got those very regimented roles. That's not really the case in Battle Right. You've got more more flexibility. Probably clarify uh really quick that there are loot boxes. It's all cosmetic. Lude boxes? Lude boxes. That's all I want. Okay. <laughs> you can't get champions in those, can you? You can get free champions, yes. Oh, can if you? If you okay. play free-to-play entirely, you can get free yeah. champions in those. But um, you get them every time you level up your characters, I think. Yeah. Might be that one, or also your account itself. Yeah. So. Otherwise, it's all cosmetic stuff. Yeah. Which is and what it you, is. like, bought the game itself, it's purely cosmetic at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so that's sure battle right. Yeah. Lewd boxes. Lewd boxes. Lewd boxes. And Lude it's got mounts in it. Why are we not selling that? No. Lewd crate. Lewd crate. Oh my god. Surely that's already been done. There's no there's no way you, you were the only person to come up with that. No. Hold on. Lude I'm already crate. Googling it. Lewd oh, lewd crate content. Huh. Hmm. Patreon. Yeah. There's I don't even think lewdcrate.com exists. Well, there you go. Uh, Hi, everyone. This is going back. This is going back to Dong Box, isn't it? We mentioned Dong, it bo Dong Box. <laughs> bang Box. Well, bang Box. Bang Box yeah, is yeah. what we called it. It was a while ago. Yeah, yes. Bang Box. Yeah. Yes. Bang box. Oh. You, you got set a box every month of like weird sex toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. We 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 have. It's not actually called Bang Box, but we nicknamed it Bang it Box. It's gonna be a banger. Look, it was gonna yeah. be amazing. Indeed. But, all right. Yep. All right. Definitely worth looking at. I, it's free. I'm going to play it. Yeah, it is. Give it a shot. I like it a lot. It's free. It is. 
Um, and good. Hmm. Dodger. Dude, I've, uh, I, I keep going back to Atlas Reactor every now yeah, and then. Yeah, I know you're back game. on that. Yeah, that game uh, has gone fully free to play now. And um, it's super fun. They just add, they've been consistently adding new people. There's a new frontline character that is okay. Um, his name's Magnus, and he's a he's supposed to be like a triceratops in a suit. Okay. But um, I don't know. There's there's something like in the way he's this is gonna sound so dumb. In the way he's designed, like I wish he just had a tail or something, because he looks like. It looks like they took um, the body of a mobster and then put a triceratops on top. I'm going to have to put... So yeah, that's exactly what they did, but like so I'm going to have to give some context to people oh, by yeah, actually so, showing uh, what's on the screen here. <laughs> um, yeah, Atlas Reactor is a sort of hero-based XCOM-style game. Um, you only control one character. You like choose your hero that you play, and it's team-based. And... Um, it's all about like choosing what you're gonna do and then it all fulfilling at the same time. So like mm. um, there's a uh, there's a dash stage, an attack stage, and then a movement stage. And so when it's basically when like everyone's turn is up, you have a certain amount of time to say like, okay, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna attack, and I'm gonna, and then after I attack, I'm gonna move to this spot. So it's a lot of sort of trying to guess like who's going to go where so that when you attack, you're actually hitting somebody. Yeah, because you can totally um, whiff. your abilities correctly. There are frontline characters, which are like tanks. Um, there are like the supporty characters and then there's the damage characters. Uh, and they're all super cool. Um, I think Magnus, I don't, I don't know how I feel about Magnus. I like that his first ability, uh, though the longer that you don't use it, the more powerful it is, or the, the, the further you can hit. So it's like a, it's like a, um, an ability in an arc. And if you don't use it for a round, then the arc gets longer. So it like does that, I think three times, two or three times, um, which I don't think any of the other characters have. I think that's a new sort of concept is encouraging you to leave an ability alone for a little bit. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I also, I also like that his ultimate taunts everybody that it hits. It makes it so that everybody that it hits has to follow him. So their movement phase is basically forfeit. Um, there are some cool things about him, but I just don't know how to use him very well. So, um, so do yeah. you pl do you play with a team or do you just play with randoms generally? Because this. Uh Really seems like the kind of game that would be much better with an organized team. Yeah, but but it gives you lots of ways to sort of understand what your team is doing. Um, you can see exactly what every person on your team is going to do. So it shows you like the line for where they're going to go and it shows you the arc for whatever attack they're going to use. Um, you can't see that for the enemy team, but you can hover over any character in the game, including the enemies, and see what abilities are up for them. So it sort of helps you decide like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack them now. 
um, because I know they don't have a dash ability, right? So I, I know that they're not gonna be able to dash away before I can get my attack in, that kind of a thing. Um, so that's kind of nice. It, it allows you to have a bit more automatic understanding of what everybody's doing and you can ping people. So if somebody was like, yo, this guy, there's a dude right here who's almost dead. Like we need to focus this guy. Like you can ping somebody. Um, they make it pretty easy to play with randos, I think. Um, and unfortunately there are pretty much no custom games going at any given time. So anytime I play on stream and I'm like, Hey, anybody, uh, anybody who's watching the stream right now, if you want to play with me, um, ours is always the only custom game that's up. Yeah. I'm looking at the, yeah. the population over the last couple of months. It's like, it seems to have around 350 people playing concurrently at any time. Like that's, yeah, it's a small player base, but it's, you know, it's still viable to play. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, it is now completely free. Better than Battleborn. Uh, oh, doesn't yeah, take much. Well. Better than Lawbreakers. Better than God knows what. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think it's a really really fun game, and I wish more people played it because I don't I don't think that there's really any other game like it. Not really. You know? Not not this whole simultaneous turn based where everyone controls one character battle thing. That's pretty unique. Yeah. And I can see the appeal of that as well because. As you said, it's a little bit, we're talking about another kind of multiplayer arena game, but we're talking about one that's not in any way based on reflexes or aim. Yeah. It's all strategy. Yeah, absolutely. It's just about like making your choice on what you're going to do in the designated amount of time that you have, because yeah. everybody has the same amount of time to make their choices. Um, so in that way, I, I can see how somebody might try it and be and feel a little overwhelmed at first mm -hmm. um but i i think that after a couple of games you get the hang of it and it's really really fun so yeah i'm i'm still really enjoying that game i like coming back to it cool well hopefully it continues to at least do relatively well it's yeah. uh, been a busy year and as we know keeping player bases together is pretty tricky but it seems like it's doing all right now yeah that's that's not a dead game, you know, if there's 350 people online it's at any time. It's dead! It's dead! Uh, you're going to find a game. So that, that's good enough. It's not a death totally. spiral. It seems like... You yeah, know, it's, I never... It's fine it's niche and people game, I never it. sit there for a long time no. without a game. Like, that's it pops good. me into a game pretty fast. There are definitely enough people playing it, so... Cool. All Ooh, right. Thank you for that knowledge about Alice Reactor. Indeed. You're welcome. Jesse, you've been uh, chilling in the background for a while. What have you been playing yeah. this week? Well, I'm I'm not gonna lie. So this week, um, I'm kind of in Cry's boat. The thing that I have to talk about that I played the most, uh, is part of a uh, brand deal. deal. Yeah. But here's the deal. Feel free. It's a game that you've played, and it's a game a lot of people have played. It's a uh, Total War Warhammer Two. So, yes. um, uh. I literally played. I put in a lot of time. Um, I am one of those people who, when I see Total War, I'm like, oof, okay, let's, um, let's so try to figure out what to do you, here with you all feel these. overwhelmed before you <laughs> yeah, even started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so literally what I did is, is, and, and you'll see it in the video whenever it goes up. I literally was just like, look, I, uh, don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm really, I, I let's jump into this. Let's see what happens. And I literally learned how to play. It was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It's really not. 
I was, I thought I was gonna be overwhelmed. It's super easy. And once I figured out how simple it was to learn, I was like, let's jump in the deep end. So I decided to play chaos. Fucking loved it. I had so <laughs> much fun. I love it's a simpler, much more compact version of the game. You literally have your horde. Your horde is and your town. It. It's also your commander. It's also everything's in the one little unit. And so I love so it. And I just run around mean, and destroy stuff. Does that mean it's you're playing great. Mortal Empires then? Because yes. that's a Warhammer. So you're playing the giant, huge fuck off map of death. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. I, I, it was a learning process. So what I did is I played the the much smaller version first and i played the elves and i learned the mechanics and i went through and was like okay i understand what this is and i did the tutorial and i sort of chunked it i was like oh all right well now i understand that all the things that are on my screen that i thought was just like overwhelming really aren't nah. really everything has a purpose and it's all very simple and easy to understand uh, and once i got that i was like okay well let's try something wild i was gonna do orcs but then i was like chaos a eh? this should be interesting and it, it is the 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 concepts change, but what you're trying to do is the exact same thing. You're just trying to conquer, except in this case, you can't take over any uh, cities. You can't make like you you can't all your units. You don't build cities. Just, you chaos. You build. Yeah. You burn shit to the ground. What you can do is you can go and have the Norsemen join your side and they become an ally of yours. Yes. Uh, but you don't control them. All you have is your one army, and if your army dies, that's it. You're done. So it's already listed as like very hard. And I was like, okay, cool. It, it is tricky, that one. Um, yeah, I learned some valuable lessons along the way. One, I, I did not know that if you go close to a town, you can you end up in their like sphere of influence and you cannot do anything but attack them. And so and so like straight up, oh yeah. It literally no. says you cannot attack you like you can do nothing but attack. Like if you get well, in you the can move circle, out of the sphere. It wouldn't. It's like you are not allowed to. It's like you cannot move. What is is that a yeah. chaos specific yes. thing? Because usually no, you're not forced to do that. It straight up is like you are in the area. You must like it says in text. I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. It was crazy. I'm not joking. I need someone to back me up on this because I it, ha I, I haven't played chaos in years, so I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, it literally says, so what happens is um, when you play as Chaos, you have all these different uh, stances. So you have a march stance. Yeah, everyone has stances, really power. Yeah. You have a raiding stance, which allows you to just raid up and down the countryside. You have a normal stance. Um, but what happens is uh, you, in order to get out of the sphere of influence, you have to attack, then retreat. Yeah. And so the problem is, is that a lot of times I'd be on a quest where it's like, uh, go kill this guy. And if you do, you'll get the hammer of Slorgoth. And I was like, Fuck yeah, let's do it. Then I'd start chasing him and he'd be a hero and he's just start running because this giant horde of guys is after him. And they'd like run past an enemy town and I'd be like, I'm going to get you. And I'd run and get stuck. And then <laughs> I'd be forced to fight the enemy. And it was always like a human castle, like somewhere in the empire. I'm like, are you kidding me? So and so then I'd have, I'd like end up in this huge battle. It was so, well, every time I would fight and then try to retreat, I'd always lose guys. And I didn't want to lose people. I was always about like I want to decimate, so yeah, I left like a like flame and destruction in my wake as I went around. But um, as you should, it is chaos. Yeah, it was fun, and I I never expected to have as much fun as I did. So uh, yeah, even though it is 
it, 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 everything I did was for a brand deal. It's still on my computer because I'm definitely going to play more because that was crazy. I um, it's I a time it. sink. Like you can, yeah. I think I've probably put 70, 80 hours into Total War Warhammer Two, and that's like puts it in the top five of time spent this year. And the previous game was like that as well. And all the Total War games are kind of like that. Uh, as I've mentioned before on the show, like this new giant map thing is not for me. It's way too large. It, it is. It, yeah. It's just it's ludicrous. It's completely ludicrous. I, but, I love it. How long, do you, how long do you think a campaign on that map would take? Oh, uh, a I, long time. God knows. Like I spent, in the stuff I recorded for the video, I spent three hours with that. And then just cut it all down and like edit it. So like that's and just that's the stuff I recorded. That's not the, the learning to do it and all that other stuff. Like that's just stuff I recorded. And so um, that big map, the problem that I have with chaos that I don't know that I'd ever play chaos on that unless I just fast forwarded everything is chaos is a lot of patience and waiting. Yes. Like when you're, you don't have 50 things to micromanage. You literally have your horde and that's it. So mm -hmm. sometimes just like, Guess I'll recruit three units and uh, next turn. Yeah, just there's, next there's, like, turn. Thousands. That's of the problem. Yeah, because there's like so many other factions. It means the turn time drastically increases between turns. So that's a pain in the yeah. ass. Uh, but the other mode is great because it's just four factions. Yeah. Well, four wow. major races. There are many factions, but four races. Yep. And right. so that's pretty cool. Yeah. You do know you can have more than one horde, by the way, right? Well, first I needed another hero. I yes. never got one. I oh, okay. never got another hero. I got. Followers, I got weapons. I like in my playthrough that I did, I got so much stuff. I had 50 fucking rings. You could only equip one. I got all this stuff. I literally was just like, I got no other I uh, heroes. I can't remember how you recruit those as chaos. It's been too long since uh, I've you played. have to. There's you can get them from quests or randomly by killing dudes, or you can upgrade through your like tree to get a place where you can recruit heroes. I got none of them, so I was just. It was rough. It was a rough day for me. Oh, well. Yeah, Chaos is maybe not the best choice, especially if you haven't played a lot of Total Oh, I War, loved it. I had so much fun. I'm glad I, you had fun. If you're having fun, then that's important. fuck it. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally, literally what I did, the whole point of the video I made was literally like, look, I just learned to play this. And so here's the elves, and this is what the game should look like. And here's Chaos, and now I'm going to have fun for an hour. That's really what it was. And it's... I, I definitely see that, like, I get why people are super into it. Like, I like yeah. it. At least I can relate to this more than other Total War things. I like the Total War Arena stuff they did because I like the combat. I think the combat's the most fun for me. Yeah, the yeah. micromanaged stuff is like, oof. Well, the Empire but, um, building's never been that good, like, because it there's not a huge amount of decision-making involved in it. Like, you compare it to, like, Civilization, it's like, nah, it's, it's not even close it's just a fairly basic system. Yeah. The the majority of what is fun in that game is having giant fights and seeing dragons roast entire armies and having sieges and all that kind of thing. Yep. That's where most of it is. You know, the actual empire management, nah. That's, that's generally not all that fun. So what you're saying is the game is not as hard to get into as it looks like then. Not at all. No. That's... The Total thing that kept War me is it usually literally took someone paying me money to check it out. Let's be let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> once and once that happened, I was like, oh, oh, this is not nearly as difficult and hard as I thought it was gonna be. It's not. No, it really is simple. Honestly, like it, it Total War has been the entry level 
I mean, if you even call it grand strategy, it's an entry-level grand strategy, very much so. It's one of the easiest ones to get into, and the focus being on the on the actual battles, which is why it's very popular, because a lot of these grand strategy games, no, there isn't a huge focus on fighting, and the fighting's not very visually impressive or whatever, mm. whereas in Total War, it's very visually impressive. Now you see cavalry charge into units and stuff just flying everywhere, bits and pieces of bodies and... You, know, you see a bunch of giants charging, just smash units everywhere. That's awesome to watch. That will never, ever get boring to to no. watch. That I did a fireballs skirmish. Are great when you can throw a fireball and but dinosaurs. And like rolls through the enemy, and you're like, oh, I did that. Yep. Oh, the magic element in particular is very, very oh. cool, especially the more powerful stuff. It's like, yeah, we can do a huge amount of damage with this, and it's like you just want to, you just try and get an aim for the just optimal point, and then just demolish a bunch of units it's also because it's, it's good shit if you know strategy like battle strategy all that works oh yeah so totally from high ground to hiding units to flanking all that works really well yeah i'm so glad that i got uh, a recording of me flanking with warhounds and taking out their catapults it was a beautiful moment like they just <laughs> left them open because they all went to go meet my army and i was like Get them warhounds, and they came around the back and killed everyone. It was no so guarding cool. your siege units. Rookie mistake. Yeah, it was so good. I that kind of stuff. When you see it happen, you're like, oh, I am the commander. Go <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you, feel you definitely so good. get like, that, that yeah. high level feel. Now, it, I I recall playing Skaven and hiding a bunch of warp fire throwers in the woods, just waiting for them to pass, and then just coming out of the woods and just spraying their army with just flame. It was pretty oh. great just causing complete and total panic it's good shit oh i was i was actually curious about um that because uh before it came out i think it was a few maybe months ago now there was a trailer announcing skaven and it was like so fucking cool looking skaven is it best. similar to that because i mean i, I yeah. got pretty excited when i watched that trailer skaven are my favorite race like they're, they're a mixture of really expendable rat men and <sighs> weird warp technology so it's like and that's a cool combination because if you don't care about hitting your own troops, then suddenly you start throwing a lot of stuff at them. It's like, oh, my rat men are dying? Sucks to be them. I can replace them really easily, but I bet you can't replace your shit really easily. You just have a bunch of clan rats and slaves engage a high-value unit and then just fucking drop everything you have on it. And it's like, you don't care if you lose your rats. They're coming back. Yeah, they're cool. Skaven are awesome. Lots of plague. Lots of plague and ridiculous crap. Though they do get, they do tend to get a little bit nervous. Like they break really easily. They have very low morale. So just don't let the fight drag on too long. Otherwise, all your rats run away. No hey, ideal. I hate when like guys just run. They're like, we're going to run. And they run away and they just run like five feet the other direction. It's like, what are you doing? Just turn around and fight. Oh my God, you're chaos marauders. Just kill each other. Ah, uh, yeah. Chaos. Kind of chaotic. Who knew? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Weird. 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 Funny how that happens. Let's take a break. When we come back, more games that we've been playing this week. You're currently watching the Corruptional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the sounds of Miracle of Sound with London Town and going nuclear. All right, let's talk a little bit more about games we've been playing this week. Who wants to throw a hat in the ring? I got it. What you got? Hand it. Two. What mm -hmm. up? Let's talk about that some more. I'm super let's down. Let's do it. Yep. So that it's good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well we're gonna I mean, need a little do, bit more than that out of you play the first one yes absolutely 
cool. Yeah, I played so the true. first one, and I feel like they took the first one as a good base, and they're just like, you know what? Let's just take everything we got from the first one and just plus it. No minuses, just put plus signs on that thing. Mm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love the way they have the campaign system set up. I love the way they have like all these different challenges now where when you start up a little campaign, they give you this own little like quest, I guess, like its own story kind of with a boss at the end. Mm-hmm. And you also have a companion system where you get more companions as you play the game more so, and they all have their own quests and their own dialogue. I I do really, really love um, following the specific quests for like different companions. I think that's yeah. fun. And they definitely increase in difficulty. Like at first it's really, it's really easy to complete the first stage of their quest. And then once you get a few like tears in, you're like, this is like, a lot of shit to do. <laughs> this yeah. is some heavy shit. So to give some context to people that don't know what this game is, it is oh, no. essentially a dungeon crawler based on a deck of cards. However, the combat system is in full 3D. So you face off against the dealer. The dealer was in the first game. He's in this one as well. And he has a set of challenges for you that are all themed or they are all unique rules and with a boss at the end as well. And the dungeon is kind of laid out with face down cards and you flip the cards over and you see what happens. So the dealer is going to have some cards that are related to the scenario in there, but you can also bring along some of your own cards. So you get to choose some of the things you're going to encounter during the game. So if you're on a mission where you're going to be facing off against a lot of, say, thieves, you probably want to put in some encounters that would help you out with that, maybe some equipment that would be useful against those, and alter the deck to better suit the challenge that you're facing off against. And as you progress through the game, you are able to expand that by collecting a lot of new cards, which let you vastly increase the variety and choice that you have on offer. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, the game is is really cool. Um, I like that the dealer has such like he. It's not like he has this big expressive personality, but he is absolutely like an important character that adds to the atmosphere of the game so much. Um, yeah, he's really he's really cool. They have just the right amount of mysterious, like who the fuck, who is this guy? Like, what is he? Um, while also oh, giving fucking you asshole like, too. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say he's a dick. He's, oh, totally. he's less of a dick than the first one. I have to say, like in the first one, he was a right knob end. This well, time yeah, around, in the first a one, it less. felt like he was always working against it. Like he yes. didn't want you to win. And yeah. in this one, he feels much more impartial. Like. Well, told, there are storyline like, reasons for down that. for you to fail, but he's also like okay with you winning. Yeah, there are storyline reasons for that. So, yeah. and which we won't spoil. But yeah, he's less adversarial, I would say, in this one. Uh, how um, sorry, how how much time supposedly has happened from the first one to the hundred years? One? I think. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Pretty large gap. Yeah. So he, because he like he references being beaten in the first one yeah which i think is kind of cool i love i love when um there's another game in a series and there are characters that reference like a character that you played in the first one 
yeah. especially in a god that asshole sort of a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it carries on. It's interesting, you know, the whole game within a game thing is so intriguing. You know, it it explains in many ways, like any change that's been made. As as Christ said, like it's the first one, but better in every way, which I would agree with. The changes that he made to the game, you know, are in the game universe things he actually did. Like these changes to the sequel are because a character within the game changed the game within the game. Which is just great. I love that level of meta nonsense that's going on with that. Mm. It's a lot of layers to it. It is. Were There's there... Also... Sorry, I'm sorry. Cry. Oh, okay. Sorry, no, 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 no. I just it's, I keep cutting it's, you off. It's, it's okay. It's I'm okay. Just being a rude bitch. This is what happens <laughs> when that neutrality like, disappears. Shut up and let me say my <laughs> thing. This is my game. Wow. Go for wow. it, honey. That's, that's for fine. It. No, you go. You go. You go. Okay. 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 I was just gonna talk <laughs> wow. about the Twitch integration features. Bada bing, bada boom, wow. and such. So Talk in about. case you didn't know, there's Twitch integration <laughs> features in this game. Wow. Oh boy. And it's pretty good <laughs> because you can have it set so your viewers can vote like every eight or so steps you take in the actual game. Mm. You uh, have a, a positive or negative thing affect you. You can also have them vote uh, if there's like a, a choice of four cards. You can have them vote which card to pick. This can, you know, help or, you know, be a bad thing because. At least for my chat, when this happens, every time I do this, they like to pick the card that is the bad card. And then I always be like, all right, chat, here we go. And then it's the, the massive failure card. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thanks, guys. And well, then I mean, my day those, bit, those bits are mostly random anyway. Like You, you can actually follow you can them. You can, but you can it's really hard. It's very, hard, very difficult. It's um, very, very hard. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of times where I was like, man, I did not track that very well. I'm going to hit the vote button and see if chat can help me. And then <laughs> it was always a split between like two. And I knew one of them was the fucking failure card and one of them was the good card. And I was like, right, who's trying Chat's to vote gonna be right chat. now? Because... You can't trust them. Uh, every game I've ever played with Twitch integration like that, you cannot trust them. Like, they... <laughs> They all they made for me party hard was bad in the first place. They made party hard a miserable experience. So they made party harder. Yeah, it was horrendous. Totally horrendous. <laughs> this game is good though. This is very good. Very good. It's full of really interesting challenges. There's a lot of variety this time. Combat is still the weak bit. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, apparently a terrible cat has snuck into my bathroom somehow. Oh no. What? Oh, I have yeah. heard that you hate them. Oh, hate not, not a big, not a big fan. Apparently a terrible cat has snuck into my bathroom somehow. I yes. love that that's, it sounds like the beginning of a book. Mm. The cat in the hat snuck into his bathroom. <laughs> Jesse, do you remember when I was telling you that when I was a kid, chipmunks used to like sneak into our house and hide shit Look, everywhere? I remember that. I also remember being like, that's nonsense. Um, so my you mom was telling me that, that the sorry, this is totally a tangent, but my mom was telling me the other day, she was like sitting in her chair, reading her book. And she looked upstairs and just saw a squirrel, like walk out of the office. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I left been... you nuts for the winter, my lady. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, they've been spending the last, like, two weeks trying to plug up any holes under the house that 
uh schools are coming in through those schools are helping they aren't doing any troubles i'll just oh, never Oregon. forget i'll never forget being in high school and going i'm cold i'm gonna grab my blankie picking up my blanket and a bunch of dog food fell out of it because <laughs> chipmunks <laughs> were hiding dog food in the house <laughs> what what why do you up? by chance smell like dog food at points in your life <laughs> I, I, I believe that. I believe that. I'm sorry, are you implying this is a time when she doesn't smell like dog food? Oh. <laughs> Girl likes dog food. She eats it all the time. I'm, say. I'm just telling you guys, one day when uh, a book company comes to me and they're like, look, YouTuber books are big. You want to write a, a book? I'll be like, yep, I got it. And then it's going to be entirely stories about weird shit that happened when I was living on this farm. And Wait, now you know one of them. So that's a little sneak peek. About the extravagant life of a YouTuber and how amazing your life is, and how you should give people. No, advice. you save that for your rap. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rap my rap is going to be how amazing my life uh -huh. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I'm gonna start a blog where every every blog post is about how uh, you need to live life to the fullest every day, and and, uh, and you have to cry. You have to cry a lot in those. Like, oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Absolutely. And plug Life your merchandise. So beautiful. Afterwards. Yeah, and then, so and then at the end, be like, buy my shirts. Yeah, I got I got a new yeah. shirt out today, guys. <laughs> buy my shirts, please. They're pretty good. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my ghost writer did an incredible job with this book. And, and then, then, yeah, then your next video is when you drop your like, I got giant watches on my wrist, bitch. Right? <laughs> and then you write your book, and your book is like, I had such a sad upbringing. <laughs> Close. Oh my oh dear. God. You have to balance it so people, when they start to get mad at you, they so immediately feel bad know, for you. People again. don't know. People don't yeah. know. Am I really happy or not? It's just a the answer, Impossible no. to tell. The answer also, is no. there were there are chipmunks in my house. <laughs> Hand of Fate too. Not a bad <laughs> game. Good game. Yeah, pretty Next good game. game. Yes, worth worth a bash, I would say. Mm hmm. It's like what, thirty bucks? Yep. Not bad at yeah, all. Little playtime in that. They haven't got the endless mode in just yet, but they're working on it. Here's a game that we've been keeping an eye on for a while. I know Dodger in particular has had her eye on this. I don't. Battleship Brigade. Yes. Battleship. Did, uh, today it tomorrow? came out a couple of Did days ago. Yesterday? Yeah, it came out yesterday. I take that. That's oh, a. I you it, haven't I played it yet. It was. I thought that. Like people nope. like us got codes a couple days ago, but well, you might have. I didn't, but Gross. have you played it yet? Then I mean, because I, I didn't get a code. <laughs> no, I didn't get a code. I got an apron um, though. What? You got an apron. I'm yeah, sure the, that uh, that'll be they, really useful promo for the guy that never shows his face. It. It's really weird. They always send me merchandise and like you know promo shit, but they never send me the actual game itself. It's very strange. Not massively like, useful. Animals and shit. Yeah, yeah, like I, I got that, that, that like that slug cat thing too. <laughs> I got one of those. Wait, yeah, um, but this wait is sorry. Wow, <laughs> that was the beginning <laughs> of like eight different sentences. Oh. <laughs> you want you want to maybe read? Okay, come on with a direction and just is, pick it. Is Battle Chef uh being published by Adult Swim? Yes. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Has it been that way forever? Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. I'm dumb. <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the world. You're not, you're not dumb. You're not dumb. You well, just, well, one way the, the game is out. It is out. And I uh, take it you haven't played it yet. I played it. Anyone yeah. else played it? I have watched 
uh, the number one Alex play it. That's like, oh, I love him. Alex is a good boy. I mean, I've not played. Should we explain the game to people who don't know what I it think is? that's probably a pretty damn good idea, because people are highly confused at this point. That's a damn good idea. Damn good idea, sir. So, the concept being that, for some reason, the kingdom is defended by uh, Marshall Capable. You guys are such liars. I said that! I said it came out yesterday. You said it came out a couple days ago. Anyways, keep going. Uh, any but, whatever. like, what is yesterday? Well, what is the game. Yeah, the game. Yeah, the kingdom is defended by martially capable chefs of some description for some reason. And it is a mixture of a cooking game with a brawler. And you use the brawler part to kill the things to cook in the first place. You beat up giant monsters sometimes. And then you bring their body parts back and then you cook them into a delicious meal using a sort of match three-esque kind of puzzle game. As you do. As you do. So this is what you're seeing on the screen right now is the beating up part. So you have various moves. You can unlock more and get new equipment and weapons as you go through the game. Although as far as I can tell, you're going to be stuck with mostly this kind of dagger style of playing things. You have magic spells and all that kind of thing. And the different levels have different ingredients. And there are a couple of secrets and things like that that you can gather. And once you fill your satchel full of ingredients, go back to the pot and go mix them up and try to make the best meal that you possibly can. This is all timed. So you don't yeah, get the cooking challenge, which usually has like a Iron Chef-like special ingredient that you've got to uh, put in your dish to get bonus points. And then you go back to the pot and you mix things up and you try and, in some cases, match three, in other cases, match other things to get higher level gems in the pots, which represents higher quality mixing, higher quality ingredients, etc., etc. And the judging is sort of done through a point system, which is... Uh, they obfuscate it a little bit. They give you some idea as to what a judge is going to like. It's like, this judge really likes if you have a lot of water-based elements in your dish, etc. And, if, you know, and you sort of earn points that way. Uh, the but person... also, as you, as you pick up ingredients, you can see, like, what it's made of, yes. which will help you in the match three sort of section of the game. So yeah. you can say to yourself, okay, if I pick up high-quality ingredients that are mostly, like, blue and green then i know that i'll be able to match those things together and create like a good product in the end so it, like it it's not random at that point N where you're like no. shoot none of these great things that i picked up go together at all no you get told immediately just by like standing over an ingredient what it's got and you could put whatever you want in the pot you can bring back quite a lot of different ingredients put them in your pantry and then go from there and mm. uh, there is a lot of planning in this game a surprise as you get later on by the way you don't just have one pot you can have up to three and these three pots can have different attributes uh, let's get forward this guy's spending way too much time beating on things uh, i was gonna say buddy you gotta go yeah, it's like, make, yeah go go actually food. cook there we go so yeah this is what? just this is just the basic pot which is just match three and you drop things into the pot and then you stir which is where you can rotate things in order to create the matches and you'll see your score kind of going up under that. And your goal is to create as many high-quality gems as possible. So ingredients usually have level 1. If you can get a bunch of level 3s in there, it's going to be pretty good. But it gets much more complicated as you go on through the game because you're going to run with, like, you may be making two different dishes. You've got three different pots that maybe do different things. And you can pick up one dish and put it in another pot to combine it if you have the space, but only if you have the space. So there's a shit ton of planning involved in it. Uh, mm -hmm. For instance, I... 
ran into an item you can buy, which is a slow cooker. And its sole role is you put ingredients in it and slowly over time, it evolves them to higher level. So you can start off, toss it some stuff in the slow cooker, go out, get some other stuff for your other pan. And hopefully by the time you're almost out of time, you've got some high quality stuff you can take out of the, uh, the cooker and toss in the other pan. But that, of course, only works if you've left enough space and all that kind of thing. So it becomes surprisingly complicated as you go through. It's a pretty cool combination of puzzle and brawler. And there's a few mini games in between that as well. You can go to the town and do like, um, you can cook at the restaurant, which is just quickly create patterns at the highest speed possible to earn money. There's puzzle challenges, there's hunt challenges, all that kind of thing. And the whole idea is you're trying to train to be a battle chef and go through a tournament and things like that. Mm. And it's the, it's the conceit. It's the whole theme that makes it interesting. Because, I mean, these mechanics on their own, you know, it's a match three and a brawler. Right. But because it's a cooking game and because there's this whole theme about becoming the best chef in the land by cooking the ingredients of the things that you hunt, that's when it becomes far more interesting. And that kind of makes it way more than the sum of its parts. And in case you're like me, it's not anything similar to fighting foodons, which you might have thought. But what the um, hell is that? It, it's one of those things where you don't really want to know, but you kind of do. Already Googling it. Go ahead and just give it a quick Goog in case you're curious. Old anime about Whoa, this looks amazing. Foods, and it was a good time, but it is nothing similar to that. Sorry if uh, you did think that, though. I just wanted to make sure nobody thought that and got their hopes up. That's about it. Yeah. Um, it's Why is there a it's spaghetti? Food Wars the game. As because it's a fighting food on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Completely unrelated. My bad. <laughs> just letting the air pass. Yeah. Just letting it pass. Let it hover finally, there. I finally I've... got uh, Sam to start watching Food Wars and now he's addicted. Food Wars is great. I'm very happy. It's entertaining. But so was Battlechef, incidentally. Yeah, that was Battlechef. Yeah. The, it's on Switch. It's on PC. Switch is a good medium for it. The only thing I think is really missing from it, because uh, I've, I've enjoyed it, I played a good four hours of it yesterday, enjoyed what I played, is like I'm really feeling like they missed the trick by not including a split-screen chef battle mm -hmm. mode. Uh, there's a huge amount of potential in that. You know, you can go off, gather your ingredients. Maybe there could be ways to sabotage your opponent's dish and things like that. I could see you that really working. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like, probably not online, maybe local, but I don't see why not. They have a daily cooking challenge, which is single oh. player. So there's a reason to kind of come back and do that. But outside of the campaign, currently there's nothing else. I think they, if they added the uh, sort of multiplayer cook-off battle thing, that would give the game a lot of longevity. As it stands, though, it's a really cool combination of different genres that are tied together by its weird-ass theme and the game would totally not work if it didn't have that. Mm. Which is neat. Yeah. Also, it's voice acted, which is it, always nice. And the VO is not bad, actually. You know, it's mm. it's definitely very indie VO. There's, I don't think there's anybody particularly famous in it. But no, it sounds good. It's well delivered. Fighting food on. Sorry. He is addicted to fighting food ons now. I'm sorry. Did you guys know that, uh, you know, that mobile game Reigns? Yes. Yes. So I I always wind up playing like a little bit of that when I have a flight. Reigns is awesome. There's why. no Wi-Fi and it's all you have on your phone. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, 
So I booted it up and I don't know if they patched that game recently, but you know how there's the the dove and the blackbird? Right. Um, and like the guy keeps being like, the blackbird only brings ominous things and the birds are always like fighting each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, they made it so that the birds have like Trump-esque quotes now. Oh, really? And it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird to play that game. Like the blackbird will show up and be like, the popper hates me sad <laughs> just like what? what's happening yeah i think with um, the rains they continually the add little, joke too they add little events in every once in a while and there's a new one coming out uh it's uh about being a queen i can't remember what it's oh a called. new like rains game? yeah it's a new rains game it's coming oh. out quite soon uh, queens i don't rains your majesty i think is the uh, name huh. of it huh. Huh. yeah which is same principle, you know, just new Reigns game. Uh, the thing I really liked about Reigns was how fucking weird it was. Oh, yeah. It is weird, right? Consistently weird and strange. I, yeah, I love that it always it always gives you a list of, like, things to shoot for. And they're always bizarre enough that you find yourself making bad choices because you're like, is this the way to get this done? Like, one of the... Um, one of the goals that I have in that game right now, I've never fully beaten that game. I always just play no. like a few years and then I put it back down. So I've never actually beaten it. But um, uh, one of the goals that I have right now is like marry a dove. So every time the dove talks to me, I'm like, how do I get you to marry? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I don't, I don't know. Have you tried cooing at it yet? I, you know, it doesn't, because it's left or right, right, you know? yeah. And coup isn't either it's of the one, options ever. The, the finger flicks now. Yeah, so I'm just never sure like what the right thing is. You might not have the thing. Yet. Look at me like a sexual partner. <laughs> <laughs> like how do I? How do I like really? How do you get the dove dick? Yeah. Is what you really yeah. want? How do you yeah, get the dove, get dove to dove swipe dick? right? I just don't know. <laughs> I, I that, that's not something I have an answer to. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah. you know, just for chat to think about for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Somebody else, somebody else in chat said that they the got the same event that I did with the birds. So I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't just imagine it being like, do these were these quotes always here or? <laughs> probably, I mean, probably not. They probably slipped them in there at some point, they're, but yeah, they're new. yeah. I'll play the new one. Like I put a good amount of time. The first one was fun. All sorts of weird shit. The new one apparently has some inventory, so you can oh. up you can get items that you can upgrade and use them to unlock special paths. The narrative's more complicated. There's shit tons of new cards to unlock and everything. So yeah. I think one one fun thing about game. that game that I've always found confusing is um there are things like the barn, right? You get an op you get an opportunity to build a barn at one point. And once the yep. barn is built, it says this barn will continue like this barn will continue to be here. Yes. Um and so it 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 will continue to be there. Uh -huh. But then there are things like the Silk Road where you establish a trade route and that seems to disappear with every new rain. Okay. And I, I never, it's never totally clear for me which things are permanent forever, yeah. like the barn, and which things are just like dependent on which king 
Well, no, it's also action-based. Some of the choices you make eventually cancel out other things. Yeah. Well, I know that like, like my burn, my barn burned down in one of the, so suddenly the barn was gone. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. The barn burned down. I let it burn down. (laughs) Like that's, that's my bad. I've, there was one time I went on a crusade. It lasted like 18 Kings. It just kept happening. (laughs) And I was like, how do I stop this? And I tried everything. And it was like, nope, you're just on a crusade. And it just kept slowly destroying my people. At the same time, I've had one where I had like a golden age. And and it seems like, oh, this is great because everything is going up. But of course, that's how you lose too. So right. yeah. yeah. Everything in there is like honestly, person- I'm more I'm more stressed out by everything constantly going up than everything constantly going down. Cause I'm just like, is your money just keeps can- going up? And anytime somebody's like, we need money for this. I'm like, yes, take it, please. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Cause you can just keep spending. Yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, have you ever gotten the event where uh, the woman comes to you and she's like, I think that we should have a hundred years of peace or something like that. Oh no, no. If there's a there's an event where somebody from a neighboring country comes to you and says like I think that we should have peace and if you say yes then they're like great it'll be peaceful but it's going to be boring as fuck and you literally have years where every single event is somebody coming to you and being like you want to play board games <laughs> like nothing <laughs> matters literally it's and yeah. the options your options are either like stay and play games or run away. Yeah, <laughs> run and away. If you, from- if you stay and play games for long enough, eventually it'll be like, cool. Thank God that piece is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you run away, you just like can't come back. Yeah, it like reigns so is reigns is ridiculous. It, it's very very enjoyable. Like it's only a couple of dollars. It's an ideal game for the phone, but it's also on PC as well. You should. Now, play the first one because the second one is coming out very soon. There's probably going to be some weird connection between the two. That game is bizarre. Completely yeah, bizarre. it is. It's fun, though. Yeah, it is. So simple. It's like swipe left and right to make decisions. Simple as that. It's Try a good to... poop game. Uh, it is, yeah. You can just play, play, make a few decisions, and takes yeah. as long or as short as you like. Not a lot of commitment needed. No. Jesse, you've you've been playing some of the campaign of Battlefront Two. Yeah, I was I was ready. You, I was thinking reckon? about that. I was like, yeah. I probably should talk about that. You um, should. What do you reckon? So yeah, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. The world is against this game, and probably rightly so. Uh, however, so. because I literally run a Star Wars book club, and we read <laughs> the Star Wars uh, book related to this game, we were like, well, let's see the connection. Let's see where this goes. Um, the campaign is it looks awesome visually awesome it sounds great boy is it a trash campaign like it's a non <laughs> it like it's tutorials for learning how to play as all the different characters you can play as it's fun to like vaporize dudes as princess leia and like jump around like luke skywalker but the whole thing about like this is very much about the empire and it's about item first and all these new characters that we're going to introduce you to not really, not at all. What it does do that I actually like is that it takes the uh, all the new Ken stuff that exists, all the new story stuff, and gives you like little tidbits and throwaway lines. So like you'll be in the middle of combat and they'll mention like Vice Admiral Sloan is here, and we were like, oh fuck, right? Because we know what that means as big nerds, because we know 
everything that takes place in this game lines up with with a book or something that happens in a book. So every chapter is like something we've seen before. We're like, oh shit, we know what that is. If you had not read the books, if you had no interest in Star Wars besides the movies, this shit is a non-thing. Like at the end of the campaign, they start dropping names and they start hinting about things and they start saying things and then it just ends. And you're like, wait, what? And it's it's not very good as a standalone thing. If you're a big Star Wars fan, then there's a lot of like tidbits in there for you. But as a solid campaign, as a story, oof, oof, is it not good? God. So um, I would yeah. love, I would love for us to have Sohinki on this podcast at some well, point because Sohinki he likes he likes multiplayer. This game. Yeah, I he know likes- he loves the multiplayer. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but <laughs> he never gets caught up in any like. Every time I have a problem, he's always Johnny Brightside, which drives me crazy. I just want to strangle him to death sometimes. Like, I'll talk about, like... That's a reasonable reaction just, for someone that likes more video games than you do. Yeah, no, well, he likes it to the extent where, like, it's never the game's fault. There's always something you, the player, can do better to make the game work better. And so, like, Heroes, for example, I'll be like, man, that's this character is garbage. And he's like... Actually, this is how you have to play it. And then I was like, God damn it, so hinky. Why can't you just agree with me? And he's like, well, you know, uh, I've played a bunch of Like, he's that guy. So when you get to uh, Battlefront, for example, even though he is like, I dislike all the, the monetization bullshit. He's like, when it comes down to the actual gameplay, I'm having fun. And here's like, why? And he like is very, he can explain it. But at the same time, it's just like, dude, stop. Your enjoyment is killing me. Like, you're, you're driving me crazy with how happy you are. Like, cut it out. Stop cut liking it out. things I don't like. Uh, but yeah, um, it's like the campaign is very, very short, maybe four hours long. It is very quick. Like, no joke. In chapters one and two, you are like super pro empire. Chapter three, you're like, fuck it, no, we're out. It's like, what? It is not good. It's not good storytelling. It is literally just there to fan service. Uh, fans like us who got everything because we knew what was going on. We were like, okay, this is like supplemental and kind of fun, but it's objectively a bad campaign. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the star fighting sequences were cool. They looked nice. I'm not sure that they played all that. Well, it makes me want a tie fighter game though, or like an X wing game. Like I want that. We had those about 20 years ago. Yeah, like it looks cool. Everything about it looks cool and sounds cool. Well, I mean, it's, it's DICE. Of course, you know, that's what DICE yeah. does, right? They're always going to make good-looking and good-sounding games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I couldn't uh, tell if they got Billy D. Williams to play Lando, but, like, being Lando is cool. Like, Lando's a badass, and, like, experiencing that is fun, but it's not – it's – it's like they said, okay, let's just throw them the bone of the first time we didn't make a campaign. This time, let's give them something. But that's literally the something. only reason. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. The game is just not a great game. But um, yeah, we played it because that's like our thing. And I know, like, people have been shitting on me all week, just like, oh, you're the worst. It's like, I, all right, you got me. I just want to see what it was. Sorry. But, like, I can't... You're the worst for playing it at all. Playing video games? I have a question. Yes. How does it stack up to the original Battlefront 2 when that came out? 
Man, the original Battlefront 2 had all the hype of like clone armies and shit in it. If you remember that, like there was there was a lot there. I just don't I don't remember uh like comparatively, I think original Battlefront 2 is better, but um I I don't like I that was a long time ago. I don't remember the exact vibe I had at that moment. But I know that even then I wasn't too into it. Like I never was into to it took me uh, a while to get into like the the PvP Star Wars stuff. I was very much like Kotor and things like that. Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I personally have like zero experience with anything in Star Wars outside of like watching the first movie. So honestly, I, outside of telling you that, I know that uh, you know Darth Vader was Luke's dad. I can't really tell you much <laughs> from my perspective. I mean, I'll be honest. Like Battlefront Two, the first one, it was it's basically the same thing. It's a really simple blast em up basically. You know, it's about as much of a shoot em up as you can get. There's very little strategy in it. There's very little aiming involved. There's not a lot of skill, not particularly high skill ceiling. It, it was just, it was designed to be a spectacle, right? There's, it was a game that's like, you want to see the big ground battles or the big space battles? Well, this is a game in which you could do it in. Like, individually actually playing it, it wasn't that brilliant, but the feel of being in it was awesome. Well, it, it, came, it came off of the hype that was, even though I say hype, and I mean this in the basest of terms because I hated it, but it comes off the hype of uh, Attack of the Clones, or whatever the hell that movie was called, uh, Send in the Clones. Um, that, that whole movie was like a promotion for a game like this. The end of that damn movie where it's all the clones and the robots fighting, that's what this was. It was like... People wanted to feel that, like, I'm part of it, which was a dark time for Star Wars. Just a... <laughs> just a... Yeah. Oh, uh, another question. Um, I know the original Battlefront had the the argument of, like, your shots, like, go everywhere. They don't really feel like they actually shoot where they're aiming. Is that the same thing in this one, too? Kind of, to some extent. Uh, I mean, it's very arcadey aiming. Like, it, it's not no. it's not massively accurate depends on the weapon you're using obviously but I mean, they, they designed a very arcadey game with a pretty low skill ceiling that was accessible to a lot of people which is probably why the first one sold as much as it did mm. to yeah, be fair makes... the original battlefronts were like that as well some people argue the battle you know those battlefronts had more content or whatever they had more modes like oh well you have the shipboarding mode yeah, you did, but it wasn't very good. I mean, yeah, none of them were good modes. There were they a, lot of, a lot of things you could do. Yeah, there were a lot of modes in that, like Galactic Conquest, which was basically just a few maps strung together. It was like, this is cool if they fleshed this out. And I think this is probably why people dislike the new ones so much. It's like, oh, the technology is now here to build out those modes into something genuinely awesome. And they didn't. You know, they, they didn't do that at all. So if, if, when the first one came out, the first new one, it didn't even have a proper Starfighter mode. You know, you had to wait for the DLC for that. And even that wasn't the same as what people wanted. It's like, oh, well, we wanted a mode where you start outside, and then you board, and then you do this, yeah, which they didn't do. So I think it's just, it's a lot of wasted potential. There's definitely some nostalgia goggles going on when it comes to Battlefront 2. I played it again recently. It's not that brilliant. It never really was. At the time, it was cool because of the scale of it and all that sort of thing, but... I think people wanted that translated into what we have now technologically and based on the lessons we've learned and they didn't. Speaking speaking of scale, um 
even though it's not the last level, it technically is the last level of of Battlefront 2, the Battle of Jakku, the way they show that, if you're like flying in your Starfighter, then look up, there's like thousands of TIE Fighters and X-Wings and like just going at it. It is visually stunning. You're just like, oh, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. There's all these battle like Star Destroyers and Calamari crews. It's awesome looking. It sucks the game is garbage, but it's beautiful to look at. Like yeah. it is so wonderful as a Star Wars fan to be like, oh, look at that. But <laughs> playing it, you're just like, oof, this is dice this in is a nutshell. Cool. So it can be pretty games. This is more of a game for Star Wars fans and not so much people that don't really care about Star Wars. Um, I would say I would say the the gameplay itself and the PvP, I don't think it matters. If you're like a casual Star Wars fan, you'll probably love it. That's the reason why you have it anyway. That um, that's who they're selling it to, as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah. what they're that's what they're aiming it at, which is probably why the first one sold twelve million fucking copies. It's very much aimed at the casual Star Wars fan, not someone who's necessarily a core gamer. Yeah, and if That's you are like a super Star Wars fan, the campaign is really gonna make you happy. Not like you're not gonna enjoy it, not gonna walk away from the campaign like, wow, it's, that was a good story. It's, it's gonna make well, sorry, it's gonna make you happy, but you're not gonna enjoy it. Uh, it's gonna make you happy. <laughs> what? Well, because you have to understand fandom. Um, when it comes to the stuff that you see in there, so everything that's happening is stuff that is in the books, but you have no visual representation of that. So, like, when they talk about the Battle of Jakku in Aftermath, for example, you know what's happening. You know why it's happening, but you don't see right. it. And so getting to see that's awesome. You, uh, They talk about the Emperor's um, observatories. And there's all these observatories around the galaxy. You get to see that. Uh, when they talk about um, all these different facts, like, the Emperor has these red badass robots that are like his messengers you get to see one of those in action so like as a super fan you get to see all these things finally and because it's all canon everything that's created is canon um getting to see that's really cool and getting to see the representation of like oh all this matters and still does so i think that's awesome the standalone story is garbage it's not a story it's literally just set pieces to show you these events that if you're a fan you're gonna be like oh that's nice that's cool but there's no actual story there. It's it's not that great. And the gameplay's not that great either. So really oh, what no. you're saying no, no, no. is watch a Let's Play and don't pay money for this thing. True. You should. Fair enough. That I sounds like reasonable. Talked about all of that. And we didn't even bring up like, you know, the the typical going for the obvious like uh, criticism about the game itself with the whole loot boxes because like we've done it to death. Or, oh, it you've already got that, okay? Yeah, yeah right. we did it to death over the last month. Like it, it doesn't matter anymore. There's, there's nothing else you can say about it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's about that. Uh, is it? A, a I got a bit more Wolfenstein Two done. I've been having problems with that game because it was crashing like a bastard. Uh, they they managed to put a patch in the game that made it crash a lot which isn't generally what you want yeah but i'd say fucking manhattan is one of the worst fps levels i've played in years <laughs> it's terrible it's legitimately awful uh the reason it's bad is well one it's brown as fuck like there is that entire level is just rubble it, it it's all brown and gray which actually makes it very difficult to navigate because you can't really navigate by any 
say, change in color or texture or any landmarks because there literally are none of those things. The level is full of invisible walls, you know, areas that look like you could pass over them, but actually you can't. Uh, areas that oh, look like wow. you could jump I'm down. At this now it is super brown. Yeah, but actually are simply instant death traps and pits. Huh. The the whole experience of that level was just a drag out, horribly paced waste of time. And compared to the levels in the last game, which were very much like it was an all star class of being a awesome globe-trotting experience with really interesting level design and you know levels all around the world this oh jesus like it, it was just a genuinely really bad level uh, apparently it's not the only one either i've heard people have completed the game and said you know what like in terms of level design this one's not as good as the first one there are levels which were just not well put together at all and and it was really interesting is this game is really difficult. Yeah. I don't know if people... Uh, it's been mentioned by some people, but not all that many. People have Even, been saying it's it's more difficult than the first one, right? You die really fucking fast in this game, uh, which means that you have to generally play it as more of a stealth game, which was not the case in the first one. A right, run and gun run was and gun totally and viable, run. unless you're playing very much like the highest difficulty. This... Even on normal, like the third difficulty up, you die really, really fast. And there's, there's a few reasons for that, uh, particularly that for story reasons that I will not explain, your health cap is 50, which is very low. But you can, you can get a lot of armor. You can get armor up to 200. And there's also the good old overcharge mechanic, which was in the first, where you can pick up and you can go past 50, but it will quickly then go back down to whatever your base health is. That involves scrabbling around for health kits and pieces of armor fucking all over the place because for some inexplicable reason, they decided that auto pickup for armor was something they didn't want in the game. So you have to individually run around slam slamming the E key to pick up every little shred of fucking armor that you can find. Oh, that's not Dumb. fun. Now for med kits, it makes sense because of the overcharge mechanic. You wouldn't right. necessarily want to burn a med kit at a certain time. So, okay, cool. That's fine. But for armor, there's no disadvantage to having a lot of armor. So you'd want auto pickup, particularly because the armor often comes off, especially with the larger troops, in pieces. So there's like, you kill a, one of the big troops with, say, the diesel gun, there might be three or four little pieces of armor scattered around the place. Mm. So you have to just keep hammering the E key, trying to find whatever the fuck you can. It's awful. It's a pain in the ass. Apparently there was an auto-pickup radius, but it's so fucking small that it doesn't matter. That's weird that they would, like, take out something. Because you said it wasn't like this in the first one, right? Well, the first one had the whole scrabbling around as well, but oh, okay. there was a lot less of it, mostly because you didn't have this 200 armor cap. So you're scrabbling right, around a lot more. And because your base health is really, really fucking low, you need to keep your armor up. Because if you don't, you're at, it's a couple of shots, you're dead. 50 health, that's nothing. Splat, you're gone. You die really quick. Okay, so, so this all sounds well and shit. Uh, do you like the game? I did up to that point. It was okay, going, so you, it was going pretty well up to that point. You're actually enjoying like the game People are saying, oh, you can pick up armor by walking over it. As I said before, the pickup radius is fucking tiny. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you can walk over things and not have it pick them up. 
you're you generally have to spam e to reach if it's if like the thing is it's like uh this is bj blaskowitz this is the random piece of armor uh let's there we go i'm standing here the armor doesn't pick up like usually games will have like a radius where it sucks up collectible items you gotta be right on fucking top of it and a lot of these pieces of armor are not big they're tiny little shreds like a little helmet or just a little shred of a piece of armor that's come off somebody they're a pain in the ass to gather i don't know why they decided to make that the case it's annoying as shit it fucks up the pacing of the game pretty badly because you're often scrabbling around to try and find things and also like the way that um this level in particular had enemies spaced out I was grabbing health kits to overcharge, and then my overcharge was just burning off before I even came across an enemy. Because there's no indicator, really, of when you're going to come across the next set of enemies. So unless you could see them right there, you know, I'm about to go to a fight, there happens to be a med kit right here, because you can't pick them up and keep them. No, no, no. You've mm. got to pick them up right, right there. Then you can pick it up, overcharge yourself, and by the time you reach the enemy pack, your health is gone again. And I say this as someone who is maxed out already on the perk, which makes that health go down slower. It barely helps. Okay, so um, what you're saying is it sounds like it would be a lot better if, for one, they made the auto pickup radius like a bit bigger, you know, like kind of like Unreal Tournament where you They should make it a lot it. bigger. And like, say, like maybe you could store like two of med kits or something. That would be good. Maybe yep. be perfect, right? Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, there's, there's a, there, is a, there is a story reason for your health being as low as it is. Is it because uh, you're old? That's just my guess. No, no, okay. it's something else. I don't want to ruin you're it. You're an old ass man. Very yeah, much happens in the first the half an hour of the game. Syndrome. Okay, yeah, the, it is. It's not ideal. The and that as I said, that level was badly designed. And there's a weird thing about it. You can actually move very, very fast in this game. But all the levels I've played so far, there's not been a single piece of open space where that would be useful. So, you being able to run really quickly doesn't really matter because it's a lot of corridors, lots of corridors actually, like more than I remember out of the first one. Um, I have not encountered that many interesting things up to this point. I have to say, like the characterization great good cutscenes. yeah bj is the least interesting character but everyone around him is really really That's cool the way it is. Yeah, you know the little sort of home base area you have is awesome and there's a lot of character there but so far like it's it's been really spotty you know it's been all over the place if this was a good level this is a shit level this it's not That's consistently bad, good since you love the first one so much yeah mm. i need to go further in if it stops crashing then i can keep going further in and hopefully that'll be all right but yeah it's a lot more inconsistent than the first one i found and like um, i said the game you will actually have more fun in that game if you turn the difficulty down like if you want to play a run and gun wolfenstein game you're gonna have to turn that difficulty down because you will not survive otherwise you just won't is there um any like unique things about it? Like I know the first uh, Wolfenstein New Order, it had like that laser thing where you like cut stuff like that. Is yeah, that's like still that in this game. I mean, that's still in. There's nothing I've really come across that's that interesting. Like the weapon upgrade system's kind of the same. Uh, quite a lot of the upgrades are not that interesting either, which is unfortunate. There's, I mean, the, the apparently you can ride a robotic dog that breathes fire at some point. I haven't got to that point yet, mm. but. Yeah, not really. No, yeah, it, you know, it's pretty much more the same for the most part. Well, shucks. Yeah, not brilliant. Like it might have been they should have maybe had a look at Doom and maybe learned a few lessons from that, but they didn't. So, yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't rate it so far anyway as good as the first one by a long shot. I'm hoping it improves. I'm Definitely actually... hoping it gets better. 
yet to play Doom. Is that still worth playing? Oh, are you like, fucking that, kidding me? It's amazing. It's like a good good time. So already? so good. All right, mm. I'll fucking play it already. Yeah, you should. Doom is fucking incredible. It's on Switch now, isn't it? I wouldn't play it on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so come you want to play about? Go, dude. Yeah, but 25 frames a second, nah. Yeah, you're right. Nah. You want to crank that shit up, play at 200 FPS with a fucking mouse and keyboard and be a badass. It's the way to go. Good deal. D Doom is cool. Uh, what else have we been playing? Anyone got anything else you want to throw in the ring? I, start, I started to build the Elizabeth Tower out of Legos with Octopimp. That's not a game. Okay. Any other video games? <laughs> I, I a just... game of life. No, I just beat Super Mario Odyssey. That was fun. All right, tell me about Dude, that. That game is fun, man. Oh, it was so good. Like, I mean, okay, we all remember Super Mario sixty four. If you like, take, it. take us back, cry. Take us back to a Let's better time. Take us back to the time when Blockbuster was still around. To a time where you know we would go to Walmart with our moms and we would just sit in the electronics aisle playing that demo kit. That's the realest. That's the realest some, shit there ever was. Good fucking shit. While she went off to go shop for clothes or some crap you didn't care about, you just wanted to hang out in the electronics aisle. And there was this line, and you were just sitting there playing the whole time. All these other kids are like, "Come on, what the fuck, man? I want to get on there." But they didn't say fuck back then. They said butthead or something like that. Good times though. So they took that nostalgia and that feel for that original Super Mario 64, and they're just like, let's bring it to 2017. These people deserve this. So I really love the fact that they did not – I believe Jim actually mentioned this recently, uh, Sterling. He, he said that they did not rush this game to have it as a launch title. They made sure to put as much effort and polish into this game as possible. I didn't see a single issue with the game. Everything felt fluid. There was always something new waiting for me in the next world or kingdom we would go to. The post game, there's so much content. Like, there's still more stuff I haven't even done, but I feel like I am satisfied even without finishing the game. Like, all of it, like 100%. That, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're a Mario fan or even just a platformer fan, it's worth a shot if you haven't played it. And there's 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 dogs. You can you can run around with a little dog, and dogs are great. I like dogs. True, true. And you can have a Waluigi suit. Still, I'm got ah. around to playing it. Honestly, it's really Mario's never kind of really been my thing. I barely played Mario games, honestly. That's I mean I don't blame you. It's it's usually not everyone's thing. I personally haven't really been in Mario for. Probably since Mario 64, really. Like, I never really got around to getting into Galaxy. I never really got around to getting into, you know, the new Super Mario Brothers, things like that. But this one is just, like, it works. It really just, like, everything. If I, if I see a jump, I'm like, I can jump that. And then I jump it. And then it feels so good. Doing That's it. what everyone says. Everyone says, like, anything you want to do, you can do in this game. Yeah. Like, you could, it's just, it feels so free. It's kind of like, um, you know, Breath of the Wild, how there was like that sandbox feel, how you could just like experiment and just do something with it. You can do it with this game. Until you froze to death or burn alive. Yes. Yes, but there's none of that in this game at least. So it's Mario like, unaffected by weather. It's true. Exactly. And once you beat the game, I'm not going to spoil it, but once you beat the game, 
you'll have a if you did play Super Mario sixty four, you have you you have a huge surprise, happy time waiting for you there. Just saying. I um I was spending a lot of time just staying in one area trying to get all of the moons until Gerard was like a bunch of those moons you can't get until you beat the game so don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, that's, that's also, good, good game. We talk about the burgeoning developing relationship between Bowser and Mario. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. no, it's happening. The two of them, they've been fighting so long. All they see is that each hate other. has turned into love. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But I can love so. bloom on the battlefield is the question. I think that they just need to work out some kind of like polygamy with Peach. That's already, let's be real. They, that's a shared relationship. Let's not joke each other there. You're right. I don't know what's happening. You're right. Yeah. I actually went and got the amiibos where they're all in like little wedding outfits. They're all, it, they all come together. <laughs> all three of them are, and they're all in wedding outfits. Yeah, that is. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and you can, um, you get the costumes in the game too. Like, uh, if you get the peach wedding outfit, it's Mario in a wedding dress. And Bowser's like, looking good, Mario. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's <laughs> looking oh, good. It's freaking awesome, man. He's like, oh, Mario, I'd marry you. And he's like, oh, Bowser, <laughs> give me a smooch. And then they kiss. The end. <laughs> Roll credits. And it's like, whoop. <laughs> best mario game yeah i'm in being oh, someone that doesn't oh, care geez. about any of those things like has no connection to mario whatsoever no really no emotional I'm, investment all I'm saying in it. is you don't know the japanese version of the game i'm just yeah. having played final fantasy 15 and seeing <laughs> the changes they made between the english and japanese version i believe now firmly that the Japanese versions are much more in touch with their feelings because y'all, I'm going to say this again. There's a moment in Final Fantasy 15 where Noctis says to his best buds, they've been through hell. They've been through shit. And in the American version, he's like, you're my best friends, guys. In the Japanese version, he's like, I love you. Why can't he say it in the American version? I love you in English. I didn't know that. That's cute. It angers me. It angers me. So all I'm saying is, in Mario, you know at the very end, Bowser and Mario, instead of being like, we're mortal enemies, are like, you know what? After all these years, I think I love you. I love you too. But let's keep up appearances for Peach. And Peach is like, what's going on, boys? They're like, nope, they're just fighting. Smooch, smooch, smooch. Yeah. I guarantee that's what's happening. Oh, dear. Um, I, can't, random, I can't say this has convinced me to play the game at all. But random note. You get actually, to dress don't. up Mario in all you kinds do. of different apps. But I don't care about Mario as a character, so why would okay. I want to do that? But there's also the feature of you have the 3D Mario, but it also easily transitions into 2D uh, areas of the game as well, and they feel so good. And you'll 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 thank me later. If you <laughs> you'll do it you'll you'll call me up on my southern I like, device i do like the two the 2d sections yeah it's also great. also i feel like tv represents the like no one gives a damn about mario yeah who is he? he's just a freaking generic dude with a yeah but people care about like the world like there's I don't know a, anyone who's like feeling to playing a mario yeah, game same with yeah. zelda like i don't know anyone's like man link i i link represents me 
Like, no, it's just <laughs> get the vibe of like, I'm back in the world of Zelda and I'm in Hyrule and like, let's go on an adventure. And it never has anything to do with like being Link. It, Nintendo captures that where they, Nintendo creates the uh, uh, twilight of video games, right? The twilight books and what? all the teen novels, the teen romance novels always have the girl who can be any girl, right? She's so nondescript and plain that anyone can fit into that character. I feel like that's Link and I feel like that's that's Mario and I feel like that's like sort of you can be them and enjoy this world and you don't have to give a damn about either of them. Is also, what I'm there's like no freaking exposition. You get yeah. right in there. They don't bear you down with a bunch of story. That's like, true. It's just I, dis- I disagree that anyone plays the Mario games feeling like they are Mario, Mario is Bella is what I'm saying. Mario is not Bella. Mario is not Bella. Maybe I just relate to being a fat plumber. Sorry, Dodger. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Shit. Maybe I Check maybe I like the pasta Brooke. and the pizza. It's oh, a me, just a cox. It's me. Oh, yeah, where's the Irish? Where's the Irish version? Like, I want the potato. <laughs> Is that is that your Irish accent? No, that, that's Irish. The Irish the Irish are coming for us. Here in good old Ireland. Dear God. We'll be right back after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-optional Podcast. I stand by what Sorry, I said. Never mind. I stand by what I said. We're complaining about uh, gaming news sites. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just whatever. I stand by what I said. I was saying Kotaku is nothing but ads now. I stand by that. It's true. Uh, try opening a fucking PC gamer on a mobile phone. It just hijacks your whole browser. It's like, oh, you want to read a thing? Here's a full page of something completely different that you can't escape from. It's horrendous. Oh, by the way, the sidebars of this are an ad. And if you click on them, then we're going to take you to a completely different website. That's not what I want. I like it when the whole site is skinned as an ad for a game or something like that. It's like, yeah, okay, right. You're pushing it a little bit here. Sponsored, sponsored, sponsored. Oof. Passed to the point of reasonable. What you got? Do you know if there's any actual news this week? Because we can't find <laughs> Not really. I can't see any. There's very, very little. It was an interesting rumor that's turned into a discussion as a result of Northern Lions podcast, actually, Ooh. if I recall correctly. I, I believe, yeah, it was. It was uh, Edmund McMillan was on the show. Hmm. If I recall correctly, of uh, Binding of Isaac and Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I feel like he's putting the time to get him on the show. Yeah. More than, line, he, more than a, anyone else about deserves that. About episodes of it. Yeah, sure. Now, the what came out of that was that Ed made a claim that one of the lead devs of Plants vs. Zombies when asked to do Plants vs. Zombies 2, which, as you're probably aware, was a free-to-play game, objected to the kind of pay-to-win in-app purchase business model. Oh, yeah, I read this. And as a result of objecting to that, was fired. Is the claim made? Mm. By EA? By By EA. By the Electronic Arts? Yeah, that would would be so out of character for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. They would ne- they would never take something from someone, never. destroy it, and then get rid of that person. That's wacky, TB. They care wacky. for the consumer, man. 
Yeah. The person in question was the creator of Plants vs. Zombies, George Fan. And he was part of a 50-person layoff at the dev studio in 2012. And Ed's claim is that he was he was basically shit-canned for that. Now, there's been an update as of today where Mr. Fan like, responded on Twitter. Right? Yes and no. So he said, regarding recent rumors, it is true I was laid off of EA and PopCap. And it is also true that I was against making Plants vs. Zombies a freemium game. That's all I say on the matter for now. So he's saying those two things, but he is not confirming... The paperwork I signed upon leaving prevents me from saying anymore. The NDA that I signed, possibly. You know, it is a case of those two things are true, but is one of them the reason for the other? Right. That's a different matter entirely. Right. We'll never know that because that's, I guarantee... He signed away all sorts of stuff to make a sum of money upon leaving. If yeah. if he had some kind of settlement or par- golden parachute out of it, then sure. If he hadn't, then I don't know what kind of NDA he could have possibly signed in a being fired situation that would prevent him from saying that. It's also possible that he's just not choosing to confirm it for whatever reason. Mm. Now, maybe he just doesn't he doesn't want to drag EA into that. Maybe he doesn't want to be known as somebody that's a rabble this, rouser in a the bit of, Yeah, perhaps a rabble rouser. You know, it, it could affect his potential career prospects. Yeah, as for objective future CEO of EA, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Correlation not- does not equal causation necessarily, but it can. We just we just don't really know. But his objection to changing Plants vs. Zombies around, I think, was a valid one. It's actually the reason I never played PVZ2. PVZ1 was a nice budget PopCap game. Like, 10 bucks, a cool tower defense. PVZ2, well, we're going to make it free and put a bunch of timers on it and put a bunch of, you know, huge amount of content gating, all sorts of nonsense, which ground the game. No, not at all. And this would hardly be the first time that EA has taken a game and made it far less fun as a result of their business model. See Battlefront, see Need for Speed Payback, see an awful lot of their freemium games prior to that. They have some pretty damn nasty freemium models, and they annoy people to the point of either quitting or giving them money. And they don't really care if people quit, because they're, again, reliant on this 1% of people who are gonna give money i mean right. you know pvz1 ten dollar product pvz2 you could potentially spend hundreds of dollars on this damn thing yeah which is a real fucking shame because as a game if you took all that freemium shit away it's a better game than the first one it has more variety more stuff more complexity but the business model is obnoxiously horrible yeah um there's yeah. actually i think in relation to that there's an idle game that announced that they're not going to be yes play. Clicker Heroes 2, yes. if I recall correctly. Yeah, they their original game, as you might imagine, Wait, was what? a free was yeah, it was a was a free-to-play game. You know, all of these idle games and clicker games generally are, for the most part. It's very very rare not to see one. You know, it's like Space Plan was probably the only one I could think of that wasn't, and that was like a couple of dollars. They decided the sequel will be a $30 one-off payment with an option for a full refund for a year after it comes out for anybody that pre-orders, which is 
interesting that they would offer that. Yeah, for a whole year, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, and what's interesting, of course, is that Clicker Heroes, if I recall correctly, was obviously big on mobile. Charging that amount on mobile for a game is usually setting yourself up to fail big time. Yeah. In a huge way. So their reliance on, I think, people mostly on Windows, you know, on Steam, being willing to buy this. Because I don't think you got to see that many people buy that on mobile. I mean, people object to paying two bucks for a game and then spend $10 on their cup of coffee. You know, the, the mobile market is not fertile for premium gaming, which has caused a lot of problems. Mm. Yeah, like, I think a lot of people see the $30 price thing and be like, that's pretty pricey, but then they don't really realize how much they really put into freemium games. Where yeah. Like, that, really, without even realizing it, you could put in, like, easily $100 over the course of, like, a few months. Thousands. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not hard. It, uh, unlocking this i can't think of a case where unlocking stuff like through micro payments and i think we've got past the point we even call them micro payments at this point would ever like match up to the cost of a 60 dollar regular game no these are hundreds and hundreds of dollars and most of the time there's so much content in the game you'll never get it all no chance yeah. now, the the amount how much does it cost to buy all the heroes in league of legends thousands Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What about all the cards in Hearthstone? Definitely thousands. You can see why the business model is the way that it is. Because in the case of a $60 game, everybody plays the same price. In the case of these freemium games, some people are going to play for free. Some people are going to pay a little bit. Then some people are going to play a lot. And there are some cases where that free-to-play business model is very consumer-friendly and it lets you go at your own pace. And it's great that there are really high-quality free games that people can play. You don't have a lot of money? Well, there's plenty of options. You don't have any money? Go play fucking Warframe and League, and you never have to pay a penny. But right. if you actually want to acquire the content at a reasonable speed, though, you got to be paying far more than the penny. That would actually be a good idea um, if, like, they were selling it for $30, but that'd be a good idea if they had it for $30 and you got the Steam and the mobile version of the game. Maybe that would yeah. be a really nice idea to get more people like being like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, cross platform. I mean, for a, I know some people do play clicker and idle games on PC quite a lot. You know, because you can have it in a window, you can have it on your second monitor. Yeah, I mean, Dodger, you played a ton of 162 hours. I saw it. 162 <laughs> hours of some clicker, clicker game? game. No, well, she wouldn't do that. Yes. <laughs> But I also left it on over a yeah, holiday yeah, yeah, to yeah. see how, like, to see how much time would get racked up if I just let it go. Sure. Mm -hmm. Was it worth it? Um, it keeps being brought up as an example when we talk about clicker games. So I think, yeah, it was worth. It, oh. it is your. It is your sixty dollar cake. Is what it is. It's, we all have it our thing. Sixty dollar cake. It's yep. your sixty dollar cake. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's time with cake. Except mine is free. Thanks, Cookie Clicker. You really started a free. Is time here. free though? No. When I'm literally not at the computer. Yeah, time is free. <laughs> it's an interesting choice of a game to go that route, though. Like, isn't it? It. There are definitely other games where I could see it being a much easier sell. I mean, mm -hmm. hell, we talked about Battle right earlier. It's a free-to-play game, but you can buy all the content that matters in the game, as in stuff that affects the game, for thirty dollars. 
now and forever. Mm. So you got that option. That's good. I mean, that's consumer friendly, right? You can buy in or you can earn over time. That's good. Yeah, they, uh, they give you a lot of chests too as well. So like you're always like going to be getting... Always like, good to get a lot of chests in your game. Turn to find. Yeah, you love chests, right? Indeed. I love chests. I do. In particular. <laughs> of all sizes, really. Regardless of what they contain. <laughs> Look, I had to slip in there and make that joke before Jesse did. <laughs> he just I'm wasn't quick enough. You beat me to it. I'm it getting old. Age. I'm getting too old. Yep. <laughs> that was a solid innuendo. I should have jumped on it. Yep. I was like, yeah, you know what? They're right. I like it when the chests contain different items. I, yeah. When I get the chests with items <laughs> in it. I do enjoy chests uh -huh. with items in them. Yes. Tell me more about your epic chest. It always, uh, chess jokes will always and forever make me think of Dark Souls. Yeah. Epic, Epic chest, chest ahead. ahead. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah that one. It's the way to go. It's a goof. Nice goof. Nice yeah. goof. Whoever whoever thought of Epic Chest Ahead is a good goof. I want to know how well this model does. Like, mm. I, I, they have a very large player base. Clicker Heroes is a very, very popular game. How many people can they convince to buy in rather than go free on it? Mm. And more to the point, how many people can they sort of convert? People that may have probably spent hundreds of dollars over time on Clicker Heroes to spend $30 now and then spend nothing else. A lot of it is a weird, you know, you, you, you don't really realize over time, you know, that's the insidious nature of a lot of free-to-play games. It's it's little, it's $3 here, $5 there, and it racks up quickly. Like, mm. I think in the long run, they're going to make a lot less money, but I think Probably. it makes sense still because, like, you know, it's, they, they, they even made a little, like, uh, letter for you know it's a moral thing you know yeah they, they said it was an ethical play. thing you know they, right. they say look you know we had players who spent thousands great but they don't want that kind of money if it came from anyone that regrets their decision or it made their lives significantly worse i mean you know they're talking about people who get addicted to this kind of thing and just keep paying you know it's an infinite black hole in which you can throw money into nice thing about a lot of games is well no there's a there's a cap as to how much money you could throw at it and I mean, is it just me or I just don't fully understand why so many companies want more and more money? Is there not just like a, a, a satisfied amount of no, money? No, of course there isn't. They want all just, the money. There's no I there's no limit. It's so well, crazy. It's called shareholders. They Every, want value. you know, mean, they want value out of it. Everybody always wants more success, even if it's like a fallacy the more that you think about it. Even if when you like really consider it, you can say to yourself, I make plenty of money to have a nice, reasonable life. I think people always still want to be more successful. Some cases, but I think with, with people in general, that's not, you know, people can be content. Companies, they're actually legally obligated not to be content. You know, if they have shareholders, they're legally obligated to continue to make money for their shareholders. Right. They don't have a choice in the matter. So, so if they don't have shareholders, they can be chill about it then? Yeah. You know, there's... The, the Valve is a private company. They don't, you know, they're, they don't have shareholders. They're not tradable on the stock market. They don't have to answer to them. So they can, they don't have to do a lot of the crazy stuff that other companies do. And yeah, Valve makes money hand over fist and they will come up with other ways to do it. But 
they yeah private companies have a bit more flexibility in that respect but ea no you know that said it's not like you have to be completely evil if you're a publicly owned company no you don't there are definitely things that could push it way too far and that's what we see with ea and actually that kind of scares the shareholders you know when there's a lot of nasty press going around yep. yeah you can see stock prices fall that's not what they want so Everybody buy ea stock now go 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 uh, no don't do that i know don't do <laughs> terrible that. advice terrible <laughs> advice trust me don't don't ever take stock advice from me. no i wouldn't do that no i wouldn't oh, I, I, I never would question oh, that God, no <laughs> I know nothing about stocks. I would never. I would know. <laughs> There's a million better stocks. Why? No. Not reliable. Not at all. Yeah, I'll be intrigued. I'm gonna. I will hopefully see a post mortem of this later on once they've launched. Like, hey, did this actually work? Kind of neat. If it, I'd love to see a switch back from quite a lot of companies, but it's it's a very tempting business model. You know, you take away the barrier to entry, which means you can have a large player base. That's good. It's generally good for the player base in particular. You can essentially get an infinite amount of money. There's the potential for an infinite amount of money, you know, because it's like there's no way you, you don't stop spending. You don't just pay once and then that's it. Mm. For some companies, it definitely doesn't work because they don't get enough players. They don't get enough whales. You know, it doesn't work out for them. But the mobile market is continuing to prove that free-to-play business model is worth a huge amount of money. So it's going to be difficult to convince people to switch back to something that is more reasonable. Anything else on the news front? That's not a lot. It's been a fairly quiet week. Well, that was, yeah. Was, uh, poker if you want. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we'll be playing Jackbox Party Pack 2 directly after the stream, so keep an eye on that. We'll be hanging around to do that. At least some of us will be. There was a quick update by Valve saying that they're going to be working on trying to make helpful reviews more helpful and make it obvious that which reviews are relevant, which are not. They didn't okay. exactly say how they're going to be doing that. They're mostly just going to be changing the algorithm. But there have been complaints lately that the most helpful reviews have been out of date for the most part, and they're looking to push right. reviews that are truly reflective of the game's current state, which is very important considering we have games in various states of development. I mean, this might seem kind of roundabout, but couldn't you, like, say, I want to see the most helpful reviews, and then couldn't there be a drop-down that would be, like, put these in order from most recent to least recent i believe they already do that uh but no, they then, want to then what y'all complaining about well apparently because it's not enough it would seem <laughs> like they uh they're, they're using a, they're going to use a new method of calculating the helpfulness of each review taking into account the users that are trying to manipulate the system and they're going to be counting the helpful ratings on reviews differently for users that are far outside the norm so apparently there are people trying to mess with this system and they're going to be trying to counteract that and they're going to be showing the default helpful positive and negative reviews in a similar proportion to the overall review score of the game. So if the game is reviewed positively by 80% of reviewers, then the default store page reviews will show 80% positive reviews. So like eight positive reviews and two negative ones. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, so 
don't know, it's a lot of under the hood stuff. I think there's obviously quite a lot that can be done with Steam reviews. They're not ideal. There's plenty of junk there. I would there's like... a bunch of memes. There's a lot of that, yeah. And, of course, there is the issue of a game does something super wrong and then it gets review bombed, which has an effect even if they fix that the next day and that shit hangs around for ages and that's not then helpful to the consumer because it's not representative of what the game actually is now. Yeah. So that's an issue as well. Not to mention, you know, the agenda-driven stuff like the Chinese in particular brigading games that don't have Chinese translations. Mm. So there's issues with that. Thing? Yeah, it's actually a big thing. Well, right now, English speakers are not the top users of Steam. Steam has exploded in China over the last couple of years. It's just a look huge, at some of the releases that you see on the release deal. list every week. Some of them are just like no English language support. Yeah, quite a lot of that. Yeah, and I mean, PUBG is bigger in China than anywhere else, right? Yep. A lot of bot farming going on with that, but we don't know More how many people. actual real players. But Yeah. That's true. They just... There's just vastly more people, people. <laughs> yeah pretty much they went on that one you know what? yeah true why don't they just do something like amazon where they just have a separate chinese website with the chinese supported games i don't know i don't know it just sounds like a, a simple idea to me but i guess i'm dot ch i don't know yeah. that, that i don't know how it works honestly i don't know exactly. either but it just well, sounds I, right right i feel like that would be sort of counterproductive because there are lots of games that come out in say using chinese as an example come out in chinese and eventually have an english release and that way it's all on one page and you can choose which one you want also um, i think service providers and the government and all that stuff handles what they can see and what they can't see over there anyway so i don't think steam yeah needs to, valve doesn't need to do that because it's already being done okay yeah. what about like a filter to show chinese supported games like languages and shit I guarantee that is like a language that's, filter. That's gonna right. be in there. That, that must has be, in to there. be there. It's like I've never had any reason to actually Steam, check. I'm pretty sure but, it's there. Nah, it's gonna be there, surely. Yeah, outside of that, there's really not been all that much going on this week, frankly. <laughs> not much to talk about. Yeah, man. It's it's been quiet. This is the, the the way the news works is is always the same. Nothing, nothing, nothing. A shit ton of stuff one week. Yeah. Then nothing for another three weeks. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it does seem to come in waves, right? Um, There'll be a wave of just like, there's so much going on right now. Um, sometimes it correlates with events, but sometimes it doesn't. Nope. Yeah. It's just been a quiet week in general, which yeah. I suppose is a good thing. I'm sort of yeah. winding down the year, really. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Shit, we've had enough crap going on this year. We have, Jesus. yeah. We... Fuck, this year sucked. <laughs> it's... Well, for some horrible. things, certainly didn't suck Can for I... video games. There's yeah, been some... we had some That's really true. good games. They had good releases, but, but like, yeah. events-wise, not so much. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, well. All I'm oh, yeah, saying... I'm saying PSX. I forgot that PSX happens. That, yeah, that happened I weeks ago. It's oh, going to be cool. Like I just ago? don't know. Oh, oh, no, no, that's called something different, right? The PSX is still to happen, right? Yeah. It on the 9th of, of December? Yeah. What the hell else are they going to show? Didn't they just we show a bunch little, of stuff? What are we talking about? PlayStation, PlayStation Expo. Expo. Oh, oh, okay. That's it's always super fun. It's really cool. I just don't. Uh, I'm not sure what the, there's to show. Uh, Detroit and. I mean, yeah. Didn't they just show all the shit? We just yeah, had an like, event a month know. ago with all that. I'm very interested in seeing what they show off. I feel like this year has been 
a lot of really cool releases, but what is there left to show off at, at conventions and exhibit halls? And like, I just don't know anymore. Besides, besides indie games, all the major stuff comes next year. Yeah. You know, it's generally December releases are not really a thing for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be like the PlayStation Expo and the Game Awards are all around that same time. So December yeah. 7th or December the 10th. As for our own awards, of course, the co-opties will be having those at some point in December. That's all your usual two episodes of category after category after category mm. of nonsense, usually. Sexiest redhead, Aloy, winner. <laughs> We've already got two categories. Best, so best murder of robots, Aloy, winner. You know, I feel best like... open world game, Aloy, winner. Not, Aloy not Horizon Zero Dawn, Aloy, the game. Cute. I don't know the name of that game. I just know it's called Aloy, yeah, the game. Damn. Aloy and Jesse kill robots, the game. I'm sure oh. we'll come up with some great categories. It'll be happening uh, some point in December. My category from last week that TB helped me name is uh, Best Game Featuring Insects. Got it. What? Did I? Hollow I Knight. Got it. Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. That game existed. It did. I want someone to be like, no, this other game with insects was far superior. I mean, there's probably, <laughs> there's probably at, at least another game that has insects in it at some point in 2017, right? Gotta be. My family... I'm so sorry. That was about to be a complete topic change. I was like, what the fuck this? are you about to say? <laughs> what? Probably nothing family, to do with that. We live in the middle of the woods, right? So my family set up a bunch of um, like cameras all uh, over the house. And okay. this is the office. And so like when if I just look up that way, I can see the feed of all of the cameras. So I was seeing like, oh, Sam and my dad are hanging out. That's sweet. And I just saw that, like, my mom just got home with the groceries. <laughs> it's just, like, creepy. That's creepy to me. It's like that movie Sliver. Go look it up, kids. That's from 1992. Okay. So, yeah, cool. just, like, watching That's creepy. That's like, creepy. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah. That's very creepy. Cool. Your creepy cabin in the woods murder house is going to be yeah. very interesting. Nobody's going to murder us in here, man. We got cameras. Yeah, that, re that really helps. What if you watch a murder happening on the camera? That'd be creepy as Oh, my God. Then you can't do anything because you're trapped in there. Oh, it's even worse. Oh, God. Fuck that shit. Oh, you just set yourself then free. Then worse. afterwards. Oh, no. And then they come for you. Holy shit. You're dead. You guys know this is a farm, right? There's lots of found objects that can easily be weapons around here. Found are you in a found objects game right now? Look, Whoa. if Jackie Chan was here, this house would be a murder factory. <laughs> if Jackie Chan was here, yeah. this house would be a murder factory. I don't yeah, think we need Jackie Chan. Where are we even now? If like, Jackie Chan you know was here, every, every this Jackie house would be a murder factory. A lot of him just like grabbing things and killing people with them. <laughs> this is what happens when there's no news going on. This yeah, house would be a murder let's factory. Let's move on to releases, Comma. shall we? Let's do that. Because... <laughs> I don't even know where this came from or where it intends on going, but I'm putting a stop to it. Oh, Lord. Right. Mm. We do have some game releases coming out, yes. as it turns out. So let's have a gander at some of those. Starting on November the 21st, <laughs> pointed oh, out by Cry, the world yeah, of Final Fantasy has made it to PC. Yeah, it's like Pokemon where you stack the Pokemon on your head like it cats. He is kind of like that, yes. Uh, bad news, the port shit. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. unless you're tolerant of 30 FPS, it literally doesn't have a full screen mode at all, and it's 
It's Square Enix Japan. I don't know what you fucking expected. Like, they have not, they're not very good at this whole PC thing. And but they're still not. Not everyone has a console, so this might be the only way to play it. Yep, so it may very well be. It's still an alternative. Yes, it is. Even if it's a shitty one. Indeed. Dodgers next on the list with Guppy. Yeah. Why? This game yeah. looks very, very simple. Uh, you're a little fish. Uh -huh. And you're trying to blend in with other groups of fish and hide behind lily pads so that you don't get eaten. But oh. you're trying to eat. Like, you're, like, leaving so that you can eat. So you're trying to avoid big fish. Uh-huh. Okay. It just looks cute. I don't know. All right. You have to alternate moving your tail left and right to propel yourself through the water. Hide in the shade of water lilies and venture carefully into the open in search of food. But don't get eaten. Well, 2017 so truly is the game... The year of games, isn't it? Just incredible. Huh. Accurate fish simulation. Yep. Next game, uh, also, you found something called Raise the yeah. Dead. This game looks like um, a slime rancher, but with zombies. Yeah, it kind of does. It's, uh, it's, it's listed as a zombie experimentation game. You're uh -huh. basically like trapping zombies and conducting research on <laughs> Uh, Man, so you're not got, kidding. Like, yeah, this is test tubes with zombies in them, and you have to like, you have to try to make like different potions and things, and use them on the zombies and see what happens. It looks, it looks just really... like Slime Rancher. Yeah, right? it's very Slime Rancher looking to me. Yeah, not not quite as good looking, I have to say, but mm -hmm. the principle seems similar. Yeah, and then uh, the last game that I grabbed for this day it was called don't sink oh this looks pretty neat yeah i really like the art style in this one it says capture islands sink your ships defend your towns and discover an exciting world of adventure so i think you're like you're just a little captain and you just float around from place to place and try to try to do good shit yeah. um, i mean i'm get, getting kind of ftl little vibes of the from this and everything yeah mm. this seems kind of cool yeah i'd play this hmm don't sink. That's Don't about sink. it on PC. Uh, there are a couple of things on console that you might want to keep in mind. Uh, the version of Axiom Verge for PS4, Vita, and Switch Multiverse is coming out today. We also have, let's see, uh, River City Rival Showdown 3DS. As You Strike a Gun Vault is on the Switch. And then, Jesse, you pointed out a Switch game called Dead Synchronicity. Yeah, uh, it's a data lake game. It was out on PC. I definitely recommend everyone check it out. It's a point and click. It uh, essentially is about the post-apocalypse, but the um, the setup is that the disease that's killing everyone, because it's always a disease, the disease that's killing everyone is caused by something, I think it's called the Great Wave or something like that, and literally it allows people to see beyond space and time. Right. But they only see that as they're dying. Okay. So it's really trippy and very cool. It's sort of uh, like a meta narrative. It's awesome. I really recommend it. All right. A couple of other releases. Apollo Justice for 3DS and the Animal Crossing Suck All Your Money Away game for iOS and Android. That is Pocket Camp. Hooray. So if you want to wait 24 hours to build a chair or pay for the privilege of it, that's your okay. game right there. Uh, Cry, you also pointed out there is DLC for Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Yo. 
Monsters of the Deep, the PlayStation VR fishing experience. That wow. I'm so going to get in on that. Wow. I love the, fishing so much. The companion stuff dropped as well. That's yes. basically like Final Fantasy 15 Monster Hunter. Sam's been loving that. Yeah, you play as the Kingsglaive, I believe. And yeah. uh it looks awesome. I've seen character creation. I really I really want to play that. So mm. hopefully soon. Moving on to November the 22nd. Dodger, you picked Tartarus. Tartarus is another one of those games where you're like somebody who's trying to save a spaceship. Um, mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like there's anybody else on the ship. It doesn't look like it's supposed to be a horror game. It looks like it's more of a puzzle game. And the idea of it is that you're actually the, the ship's cook. Um, but oh. you're the only one who's like out walking around on the ship. And so an, an engineer makes contact with you and is like, I know that you don't understand at all how this ship works, but like, you're the only one who can like That's fix neat. things and you have to follow my instructions. So neat. you have to like follow the instructions of an engineer and try to save the ship, which right. I think sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So there's that one. Uh, the other yeah. one. TV's gonna hate. Uh, <laughs> it's called Traddle sixty four, and great. it's listing itself as a comedy game stylized like a fever dream. <laughs> um, I just love the, the way that the characters this? are designed. The characters look super bizarre to me. Yeah, you're not kidding about that. Yeah. What the fuck? Watch Traddle go from zero to sixty four. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Cry. So that game. The Mammoth, a cave yeah. painting. No, I saw Jesse. This is a game where literally you are uh, playing through a cave painting, uh, visually stylized. Uh, it looks like it's on the walls of a cave, and you're playing as a mammoth. And it tells it's a very quick game. Apparently, it's free. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a free game. That uh, check it out. I think that's kind of neat. All right, moving on to November the twenty third. Dodger. Uh okay, my game on this day is called Going Nowhere the Dream. It's another and free one. It's a it's a kind of a platformer game where you play a girl named Lauren and you're actually like reliving a bunch of her memories as she's trying to remember her best friend that I think went missing when she was younger. So it looks like it could be interesting, but it's a it's sort of a bizarre mixture of art styles, it looks like. So I don't know whether or not it would be kind of off-putting to play or if it will mesh well when it's actually in practice. I bet it'll work. Yeah, Faith. Great. I have Faith. This looks great. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> you feel free to believe. Uh, Stick It to the Man is coming out on Switch. This was pretty entertaining on PC. Yep. Very, very strange. A little bit bizarre. But yeah, that, that's a good pickup for Switch, I think. Interestingly as well, uh, Portal Knights is hitting Switch. Portal what? Knights is an MMO, kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's sort of a co-op sandbox action RPG MMO-like thingy-ish. I, th I figured it's more like a multiplayer kind of like in the sense of like you can get like a group of friends, but you can't really join random lobbies, right? Uh, I have no idea, but oh. I've heard good things about it as a game. It's been around on PC for a number of years and people seem to like it. So it yeah. might be an interesting pickup on the Switch because they, they don't really have a game like that on Switch right now. So 
That's kind of neat. Also, Worms WMD is hitting Switch as well. Might want to keep an eye out for that. Worms is always a good time. Worms is generally a good time, as much as they have made the same game for the last 20 fucking years. But hey. Absolutely. Moving on to November the 24th. Dodger, you've got a couple of choices here. Uh, Fairy Walk, I think, is the first one. Yeah. Fairy Walk, the play prelude. There's a game called uh, the Fairy Walk game that I've actually been interested in where the concept is like the world is overrun with these really bizarre kind of humanoid monsters. Yeah. And there are only a few humans left. And so humans are like desperately trying to find each other basically. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess in this prelude, you play a little kid who's like trying to get out of its own backyard, but the monsters are all over the place. So it sort of establishes the world. I think it's supposed to be a pretty short, game but i like the i like the look of it it's got kind of a monochromatic limbo feel but it's not a side scroller so i like that the monsters are just kind of like just have like really bizarrely shaped heads but for the most part just look like normal people like i don't know there's just something about it that works for me so it's spooky so. it's spooky it but it doesn't look to be spooky. it doesn't look actually scary if that makes sense to me Kind of like um, Little Nightmares. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Oh. Little Nightmares had such a good aesthetic, though. Oh, yeah. Little Nightmares is like, wow. Um, the other one that I grabbed was Be the Hero. It's a VR game where you get to be a hero and you run around with a sword and stuff. <laughs> it's just huh. so fun. I, I actually grabbed it because I loved the video. And then when I looked at the screenshots, I was like, it does the screenshots honestly don't look as cool as the the intro video like animation does but that's okay yeah it might be fun so there's a new version of air mech air mech was pretty cool this is air mech wastelands which is an action rpg set in alternate future america following a global collapse you're an air mech pilot with the skills to fly and upgrade these ultimate pre-war machines i played quite a lot of air mech when it first came out and it yeah, was like, a, it was a yeah. kind of multiplayer game. This is, well, it's, like I said, a bit of action RPG. You collect and build a fleet of air mechs. You get loot and upgrades, fight these giant tanks and shit. Like, there is potential here. It is, however, the early access version. So it might be worth waiting on that. And there's a couple of board games that are coming out to Steam. Uh, mm. First, Burgle Brothers, which is a really cool sort of stealth strategy board game where you're trying to uh, rob banks and it's pretty complex. It's got some crazy stuff going on with it. And the other one is Paperback, which is a, it's kind of a deck builder basically, but you're building a deck of cards with useful combinations of letters to basically come up with words to write your book and score the highest you can. I played a bunch of this on iOS. There's an iOS version of it. It's a good combination of deck building and Scrabble. And I think that you might enjoy that. I don't know how much exactly it's going to cost on PC, but it was pretty cool. It does also have cross-platform multiplayer, so you can play PC versus uh, mobile device, which is nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You have one last one, Dodger. What is this? On the 20th. Wait, the 24th, oh. yeah. Oh, it's looking at the Christmas elf. That one? Yes, <laughs> yeah. that one. It's a little Christmas game where you have to save Christmas. It looks like an RPG maker game. 
Oh yeah. It just, it just looks it looks really cute. Fucking terrible. Try to save Christmas. Well, okay. It's probably gonna be a Sugi the Christmas elf. Save it Christmas every day. Sugi the Christmas elf. Save it the elvish way. This looks <laughs> like absolute garbage, but all right. The sure. And then she dabs <laughs> and ruins everything. Just die. All right, moving on to November the twenty fifth. Um, I grabbed a game uh, that could be fucking terrible, but could be interesting. I mean, that's well, applied to 90% of the things you've picked so far, but it's thank all right. You. I did what you asked me to do. I picked games. You did. Um, you did that. So this one is called Jill Yarrow, and it's a game where you start off in a forest. It's It has a, a Slenderman sort of goal system where it's like you need to pick up the pieces in order to escape. Um, but you start in a forest that looks totally normal. And then the further along that you get, the more that all of the like, like the shapes of the trees warp and the colors like turn into like a weird psychedelic scape and it's harder and harder to navigate around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that could be awesome or it could be so frustrating. I want to die. Yeah, absolutely awful. Yeah. That could mm. be a good VR game. Yeah. Oh, no. That's vomit inducing. And then uh, the other one that I grabbed is a game that looks like it might be legitimately horrifying, but it might be a good combo of horrifying and like intriguing. It's called yeah. Unforgiving, a Northern Hymn, and it's a horror game inspired by Swedish folklore. Um, yeah. I like the, the amount of detail cool. that's been put into that. Cool it's so really far. awesome. Yeah, it looks cool, right? There's nudity, apparently, so be careful about that in case you're worried about that stuff. In case you're worried Not about that. Not at all worried. <laughs> yeah. Just put a little Jesse heads over them. Quality presentation in this game looks much, much better than a lot of these short horror vignette first-person experience games. Yeah. Yeah, and you actually see other people animated in the game, unlike every other horror indie game I see. Well, because they just want to buy a bunch of dark uh, Unity assets that they don't really have to do anything with. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Uh, last one I've got on the list is on November 27th. Uh, there's a pretty long-running series of strategy games called Dominions. Uh, Dominions 5 is hitting on the 27th, which is, uh, let's just say, uh, aesthetically, graphically, not very advanced. Strategically, these are really fucking deep 4X strategy games. They're, they're, oh. they're the kind of games you could play for years. Uh, mm. They're... The, the, like the ludicrous uh, the aesthetic of like the 3d world but the 2d sprites though yeah i mean the game has over three fucking thousand types of units in it like That's it's ridiculous no thank so, you yeah i'm good it's uh <laughs> but it's i mean a i appreciate yeah, the aesthetic it's a hardcore 4x to say the least so you know when your trailer is just a list of this is we have 500 spells 300 unit perks 3000 unit types like fuck me uh, but I can definitely see why people would be into that. That's the kind of game you could just play forever. Mm. So, yeah, Dominion's 5. And I, that is pretty much it on the release list that we've seen. Hey, uh, so we probably missed a few things, but... For a while. But I just want you guys to know, in case you didn't know, because we were talking about Aloy earlier. Uh-huh. Aloy is going to be a playable character in Monster Hunter World. Mm -hmm. I'm very aware. It's like a new Horizon cool. game. I don't need to play nothing else. Yeah, I want to play with Aloy either. all day, every day. Great. I just wanted Best to girl. Okay, I'm glad you know. Well, there you go. Yeah. Pretty much wraps the show, folks, but we'd like to let you know what's coming. And of course, remind you, the stream is not ending here. We'll be taking a break. 
and we'll be coming back with some Jackbox Party Pack 2 action. Cry, I believe, is going to be hanging around for that. I think Crendor said he'd be there as to whether or not he actually shows up. That's a different matter entirely. Mathis and others will be hanging around for that because it's currently on sale on our partner website, chrono.gg slash TB. So that should be fun. I'm looking forward to a little bit of Jackbox. Jackbox 2 is my favorite. My, I think that's the best one out of all of them. So, which one is that one? Containing? That's the one with Quiplash, Fibbage. It's got Bidiots. Monster Seeking Monster in it. No, it doesn't. No, that's, that's number four. four. Oh. That's four. Yeah, yes. the four is. No. I like four. Personally. She's done. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna go. She's looking at the cameras right now. Yep. <laughs> she's now watching. Watching for cameras. murder. So that's gonna be happening Stand, right on after the iPad. My mom's this. Watching TV. But of course, there are other things going on. Jesse, what you got going on this week? What's going on? Yo, uh, more of that Star Wars everyone loves to hate on, and we're going to have more Scary Game Squad and also uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Plus, I think tomorrow morning, bright and early, is going to be the uh, Total War video if you're interested in how I probably screwed that up, and you guys know way more than me. So be sure to let me know how badly I did. Um, oh, I'm and, sure uh, the yeah. Total War subreddit will be really, really kind to you about I how you played the game. Because they're oh, they're very known for being super accepting of people that don't play the game perfectly. Trust me. They're lovely people. Lovely. To find out. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. The literal polar opposite of the Civ subreddit. <coughs> Let's just chill. Cool. That's that. Dodger, what you got coming up this week? Um, so I'm in Oregon this week, so my stream schedule is kind of begorked. But I think the next couple of days we're going to be doing like an early 9 a.m. sort of a stream. I'm going to try mobile streaming for the first time, uh, assuming that it's not raining too hard, probably on Thanksgiving morning. And um, yeah, uh, if you watched Shoutcraft and you were like, man, I would love coffee with a toenail in it but you just didn't take the time to uh, go look at the website. Hey, go check out dodgercoffeeco.com. We would really appreciate it if you would. And uh, I put a very small amount of your cold brew into my Starbucks crap Frappuccino coffee every morning just to give it a, it's a little bit extra, just a little extra. <laughs> I can't handle the strength I of the cold brew. I love imagining you going to Starbucks, <sighs> getting a drink, coming well, home. No, I mean, I just buy it from the store. <laughs> Yeah, just a little, just a little, little bit, a little bit extra kick. Look, whatever works, whatever tastes delicious to you. It it, it tastes better than drinking the stuff on its own, where it just blow, it just melts my tongue, and it's like, oh god, I can't, I can't <laughs> handle coffee. I can't. I'm not a coffee person. Can't do it. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly going to be spending a lot of time with my family and stuff. So, uh, you know. Slacking, you know, but yeah. I'll be back next week and we'll be back to normal. Far enough. Mm. Well, Cry, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Of course, you're going to be hanging around for a little bit of Jackie after this, a little bit of Jackbox. But what's your streaming plans for the rest of the week? All right. So a uh, good interpretation of what's uh, to expect from my channel is... Uh... I think he left. He made a joke ah. about how there's going to be nothing on his channel at all. Probably yeah, true. That was a joke. Hope you appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciated it. Yes. Okay, well done. Pretty much it, though. It would have been better if you just left, if you just straight up left for good. 
I would have, but I'm, I miss Commitment you. I don't know if the pride. gag is better to the bit. I miss you guys. I'm sorry, okay? Gee. I, don't, I don't know if the it's gag is good. better without the camera or with, you know, if it would have been better with the camera. I don't know. I think it was, uh, it was good. like yeah. listening to a radio play. He, like, yeah. had the, like, Yeah, it was a, it was a nice exaggerated noise. Good, yeah. Okay, yeah, the whole thing going is great. Time that we had cry on the podcast, and he said, "I don't know, Google cry." I'm the first thing that comes up, and I was like, <laughs> "That doesn't make any fucking sense." And I googled cry, and you were the first thing that came up, <laughs> and I just quit living, and now I'm a ghost. <laughs> I don't think it is anymore, but you know, it used to be, which is kind of cool. Cry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google cry. These days, I don't think it is though. Yeah. What? Yeah. Does cry. look like yep there it is there it is it's one of the first things indeed mm-hmm. all right folks thank you very much for watching the corruptional podcast we'll be at the same time next week at 3 p.m eastern that is 8 p.m in the british isles 9 p.m in europe for more of the corruptional podcast jackbox party pack 2 coming up in probably about 10 minutes gonna get everything set up and do a little bit of quick plash a little bit of fibbage and all that good stuff thank you for watching we'll see you next time goodbye Bye. Bye.